everybody. Welcome to episode 47 of the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP podcast is brought to you by Wrangler, a long live Cowboys. As well, our official truck sponsor and vehicle dealership, Riverside Dodge, Prince Albert. What's up, folks? We're back another couple weeks off. We're back in action. Episode 47. We lost Scott Byrne this week, but Jason's back. Jason, how are you, my man? Not too bad, LT. Not too bad. 47, eh? Yeah, you got any hockey numbers for that? You know, I'm just not prepared right now. Sorry, oh. pal. No. I don't know any 47s. Uh, you know no, let's our listeners though. Please uh shoot us a shoot us a message on Insta. Um, let's hear who they think is their favorite number 47 of all time. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's not not every How day long? you see the it 47. It seems like a long time. Scott's not on, but it seems like a long time since I've been on. Well, you guys, yeah, holy fuck. Like you you and Scott, you're just the busiest guys in the world. So, you know, it's it's really hard to fucking to get a hold of you because nobody else has anything going on. Well, yeah, because that internet (laughs) is so good to do a podcast on an airplane at 37,000 feet. (laughs) I don't know what last week you were going all week with the we'll get into that here in a minute, all your all your hockey stuff. So me and Scott handled it all interview as well as uh intro and yeah. all that stuff this week scott's been busy so me and you had to handle the interview as well yeah. as the intro so we just fucking we just go with it man what are you gonna do you know you can't That's always win and you know what that one's that was a tough one to miss bo i bo was i rodeoed with bo like shit forever and ever and ever fought bulls for bo produced bull ridings for bo he's one of the good ones oh, i haven't yeah. got you need to send me the link because I'm not sure how to do any do it any other way. You'll have to send me that. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to that. Yeah, I what's, don't know. I, I don't know if this is a, stuff hunting, doing a yeah, lot of hunting. Yeah, hunting and building houses, man. And his kids. Yeah. And then I I did see talked a lot about his uh, his kids and and what they're up to. And I was doing some research on it. And then after we did the pod, I went and watched uh, uh, as one boy play some uh, basketball he was really bragging him up yeah, um yeah. jace how good of a basketball player is it yeah. fuck yeah he's got some moves boy he's got some dangles so Fifty. it's good to see yeah that athletic gene runs pretty deep in that family so yeah it was tons of fun and nothing against you here but here but, it comes but but i get a lot of uh compliments of how great the episodes are and they they like more often than not it's when you're not on them so i don't know if that's a fucking <laughs> I don't know if that's a sign. I love having you on. I, I like picking your brain on yeah. shit, but you know, well, the haters will hate. I guess. <laughs> oh no, I'm just giving you shit. But no, uh, some days I'd rather tune in on my. You know, this is kind of like TV time for me right now. Catch up, yeah, watching games. But no, I miss it sometimes, and then other times it is a pain in the ass, like mm-hmm. for all of us. But. Yep. Yeah, you know when you get to have guests like that and like we do today, the G Man, like that's that's always it's pretty hard not to get up for one of those ones. Yeah, fucking right. Gets you, it gets kind of nervous too. Hey, like you don't want to fuck it up. You got these guys that are taking time out of their day that you know G Man, Bo Hill, Ty, like you know some of the guests that we've had. It's like you don't want to fucking waste their time, right? You want to fucking make sure it's legit. We've never even remotely come close to screwing one up, man. That's like, because of the preparation, bro. But it fucking takes some time, bro. That's true. <laughs> it's a good thing you're. It's just a good thing you're a professional bullfighter and do nothing else. You got a ton of time. 
I was there once. I remember. Not a care in the world. No, nothing else to do. Just lay around all day. I remember those days. Yeah, I know. I wish. I was like that more when I was riding bulls. I got fucking two kids that I'm chasing after now. Keep me pretty fucking busy. I was more like that when I was riding bulls. Yeah. And uh, to shout out to all the bull riders out there that are in that situation right now fucking enjoy it don't take it for granted because they are some pretty good days you just chill Amen. go to the gym show up on the weekend fucking oh Holy yeah man absolutely yeah. this bullshit about settling down and buying a house and when you're saying no Fuck get that. doing it yeah. get it out of your system you can't do both live your life be as selfish as humanly fucking possible right yeah. now and go yeah. and win money and have fun <laughs> Just treat the promoters with respect. That's all I have. <laughs> ah, shit. So uh, we touched on it that you missed last week, but Phyllis, and I know we told uh, told everybody that you were doing some hockey stuff, but uh, I wasn't completely sure on what it was. So what the hell were you up to there? You're on yeah, a big trip. I go, yeah, I went to Vegas. Uh, the Went and watched the Silver Knights, not the Golden Knights, the Silver Knights in their brand new arena in Henderson. Game two in that arena. And they know how to do it in Vegas, man. I'm telling you, even the minor league team, they got a cool opening if you've been to one of the Golden Knights games. And I have to give a shout out um, to Braden Pahal, avid NFP podcast listener, former member of your hometown PA Raiders. Hell yeah. I believe he's the captain of the team that took it right to the right to the championships that year, won the Western Hockey League and then the well, they went to the Mem Cup, didn't fare so oh. well over there. But and then he came. Remember, we introduced them at, at, at the, the yeah. yeah, the Cooper Clooney Memorial. Yeah. So he's been a fan of PBR Bull Ride ever since, which cool. I really didn't know until Adam Brooks was there and he was telling me about it. Actually, Jake Lasition told me. Yeah. I had to send him down a couple 3D caps, some NFP caps. So yeah, he's uh, he's Dude. fully aware of what the hashtag NFP is all about. So, <laughs> I can I? Well, good for you, Braden. Yeah, it makes sense. If you're a fucking PA Raider, you should. Uh, yeah, it all it all fits together. NFP, Boron fan. It's true. fun to hear that. There's it's random. A lot of, uh, a lot of the people that you that you don't think are are listening. Probably a lot of the people that I when I talk and say shit that I say, I don't think are listening that are fucking listening sometimes. Yeah, let's get some more messages from our listeners. <laughs> yeah. It's good, good or bad. We can we got thick skin. Yeah, we got let's it. Hear about it. Yeah. I was gonna Massive. touch on that. I went to I went to the to the Global Cup and uh I've done fucking uh media my whole career, right? Through when I was riding and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when you're like that, that's everybody always always like, oh, you really let her fly and you swear a lot on the podcast. Well, it's because it's that's what this is meant for. That's what this platform's made for. Right. Like I can I swear because that's how I, I guess I talk normally. So I'm just trying to be real on this podcast and let her fly. But when it comes to TV, I, I, I know when it's TV and I can turn it on. And I and when I listen back to these, I'm like, holy fuck, I swear way too much on the podcast. But I don't like I'm just letting her fly. Right. But on TV, you know, you can turn that stuff on and turn that off, right? So I was at the Global Cup and uh, they came over to me and Kate is like, uh, okay, so we're going to do an interview with you during this break. Um, they just uh, asked one thing and that's that you don't swear. <laughs> I said, I said, well, no kidding. I got you covered here. Thanks for the <laughs> advice. But you know what? You know who else? Um, I never could figure it out is when... Uh, back in the day, like I was, 
I'm old enough to remember when the rodeo clowns didn't have mics. Like yeah. they had to yell up at the announcer and the announcer would say it. Well, Kelly Lacoste had a mic. And mm-hmm. if you ever sat around a trailer with Kelly Lacoste, like, I don't know how he turned the bad words off in the arena that yeah. easily. Flint's yeah, yeah. no different too. Oh, Flint yeah. in the change room. What's well, locker room talk, right? Yeah, it's like, I don't know. That's what we started this was for to be real yeah. about it. And it's the difference between TV stuff where you don't, you know, where you get the behind the scenes and the, the after party talks and the fun talks and the bull, like, you know, the shit that you don't get to see on TV. TV is made for TV. And when it's time for yeah. TV, I understand that. We all understand that. But I think uh, I was just. Uh, that's why I never have enough to say when I'm doing the TV <laughs> you can't swear. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, my vocabulary is limited. <laughs> yeah, no, and I know, I I know that I do swear a lot, but it's uh, I don't know. Like I say, it's just wide open on this sucker. It's lots of fun. Why yeah. not do it? But Free. so when, when Kate said that to me, I said, "What? I can't fucking swear on TV." <laughs> uh, apparently, not. apparently not. I guess no. That was one thing I didn't get in our our interview with G Man today. I didn't get into that, but he had an episode of that in his broadcasting career, he did a bunch of broadcasting and yeah. he had a live TV mess up. Did you ever hear about no it? No way. Yeah. I would never guess that. Yeah. I don't know the full, like, uh, full story behind it, but the gist of it was that it was a live shot and he didn't know that it was a live shot and, uh, and they, they sent to him. And he picked it up and he was talking and then he messed it up and he said, oh, fuck or oh, shit, let me start that over again. <laughs> and it was live TV and they're like, oh, we got started over, dog. It's fucking you live. Can, you can, but we're rolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but I, I remember when we uh, first, when it was the Monster Energy Tour here in Canada and we and uh, Ottawa was our first event. And I literally found out the night before that, oh, no, we need a Larry Isaacs. Like, okay, who's the third man? And uh, Chris Bell was running PBR Canada at the time. And he's like, wow. And he points to me. Yeah. Jason is. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I said, I'm not, I, uh-uh, I'm not doing TV. And Larry's like, yeah, you are. So anyway, we were doing tape delay, a bunch of tape delays that yeah. for that, you know, we had the dome truck there and everything. It was terrible. The tape delays. I hated the tape delays because you knew you weren't under any pressure to to nail it right yeah to deliver i stood on the back i i wish scott was on here because him and brett were up in the up on the concourse in saskatoon or but it was it yeah i think it was brett and him and maybe luke kaufman was doing the live event and i'm on the back of the shoots in the dark like you know pre-event while the so you got two and a half minutes to do your 15 second piece yeah. well we're on like take 12 the yep. video's done. They're going to about to sing O Canada. And I'm like, I, and I'm losing it. Scott and Brad are, they're in my ear and they're like, you got this, JD, you can do it. And I'm like, you guys can go yourself. I don't got it. I hate it. I, I Let's go live and I'll nail it. Oh, man. Well, the, the Scott's first, uh, first um, job with TV. What did he see? He kept saying something. What was it that he said? You know, oh, you know, you know, that's you know. every, you know, you know, after everything yeah. he said, he finished it. I think yeah. Yeah, I talked to him after and, that. And, and Schiffner was in that. And that was in that. Yeah. And that. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. You don't realize all that stuff until you listen back and then it's clear as day. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I did that way too many times. <laughs> Thanks, Scott had a piece of tape. I, I wish he was on here today. Yeah. I, I, I think he had a piece of tape 
uh, piece of tape reminding him not to say that on the, <laughs> on, the, on his, on his uh, in his studio space or whatever you want to call it. Easter? Did you do anything for Easter? Your kids are a little bit older, hey? So did you, uh, I'm sure, probably not too many uh, Easter egg hunts there. No. What did you guys do? Well, my boys helped their little cousins with the Easter egg hunt at, at uh, nice. the in-laws, Twilight's folks. Yep, so we did that. The weather wasn't so nice. We did uh, help bring down the gopher population All good. Uh, by about by about 40 or so. Yeah. I took that new weapon that I got on the way to GP last year out. You should see what that does to a gopher. Yeah, nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, triple sow cow backflips. It was awesome. Uh, no, it was good, though. We were only there for a day and back. Um, it's busy again now. We're starting to get busy here. Uh, PBRs are going to kick off here next month. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's just you think you're ahead of everything, and it just takes one email and it's game on. The whole team's got to get behind you and get working on stuff. So, uh, but yeah, looking forward to it. Any of you Brandon Manitoba listeners, you better get your tickets because there ain't many left. Wow. That's been just a pleasant surprise for us. Um, it's absolutely kicking ass on on all the events and ticket sales right now. No shit, eh, Brandon? Yeah. Where is it yeah. at? Is it at the like the that Canalta, like where the Manitoba yeah. finals used to be? Yeah. Cool. Um, you bet. What do they call it now? I'd have to check it out. It's got the hotel in it. You know, it's hard to keep track. Like MTS Center is Winnipeg, but it's not that anymore. It's no. the Canada of life. And Ottawa no. is the one that it was always shit. It's been Scotiabank. It's been yeah. Canadian Tire. And then it was something else prior to that. Yeah. These guys would just pay their bills and stay on board. It'd be real easy. Well, the fucking Staples Center is not even the Staples Center anymore. The crypto arena crypto something arena in la yeah staple center man iconic spot iconic Easter spot fun. should just have a name like msg yeah well that's and what you figured the staples center would be but then yeah, i guess staples was the sponsor of it. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. you don't even it's one of you know when you have something that like it's like a brand name but it's it's so iconic and something that you don't even that's not what you think of it as like exactly. when i think of You're staples center thinking. i don't yeah. think of staples the fucking store i right. think of the staples center yeah. you know um yeah. easter for me we did it was pretty cool it's pretty fun kids were pretty juiced up perfect age for fucking the the hunts and the yeah the chocolate and all that stuff you didn't but, send them into the mama cow pen did you oh god no jesus yeah the, the bucking cows the fine four buck cows are cabin right now and that is full Full, uh, full haywire, man. Those things are absolutely insane. Yeah, I try to get tags on them. And... Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Get me killed off. That's what my dad said something about. Don't don't get wrecked out. It'll look bad on your reputation. I was like, well, it's fucking about the way things have been going. So let's like, let her roll, baby. <laughs> I've seen how you stroll around the back pens when the buck and the two year olds. So you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll give her a go. But no, kids enjoyed it. They uh, went to grandparents and did all that stuff and had a big hunt here but uh yeah it's crazy it's crazy how much like fucking toys and shit kids get nowadays like i remember like for easter getting chocolate and i was like that was what I you got, got. A roll of lifesavers man yeah right you got that like a it. couple of eggs or kinder hollow, surprise yeah the hollow chocolate bunny that was always the ripoff this big bunny and you thought oh man i'm gonna gnaw on that sucker for like four days it yeah. was hollow yeah. You'd be done it in 12 minutes. Done. Yeah. Done deal. <laughs> All right. Inside of things, 
the probably the biggest well there was a bunch of highlights a bunch of good war runs that went on a bunch of cool shit tulsa went and uh Seattle, Tacoma, bunch of 15, 15s, bunch of good bull rides. Jose comes back uh, after kind of being in a bit of a slump, but for him, I guess you could call it a slump, but uh, smashes on a 94, takes the win, propels himself now back into the world championship race. We all know how good that guy is, but I think he's showing it once again. I think he was fighting his head a little bit. I, I was going to talk about it on the last one, but he did, after he got bucked off one of his bulls a couple of weeks ago, he 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 got thrown off like seven seconds, and he still did his celebration. And uh, and the guys that in arena announcers were like, uh, "You didn't make it," you know. But he was like he was like waving him off, like he knew he didn't make it, but he he must have felt good enough to him that yeah, yeah you know maybe he felt back. like he yeah got his shit back together so he still did his fucking celebration which is like oh, all right whatever floats your boat bro and uh but yeah to see him come back and 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 uh take the win this weekend battling through injuries so obviously showing maybe for that team series stuff too that he can he can take the ups and downs and the and the injuries that was what we said all along the only thing that was gonna hinder that guy would be some sort of injury which He's obviously been dealing with yeah. pretty pretty steadily, right? He's had some big ones, and he's been coming back from them. His groins, all that shit, right? Like he's showing that he is actually um, probably the best that there's ever been. Now yeah. again, so going for three in a row here right now. So yeah, ninety four and a half switches it up two in the pick. He doesn't pick Whoopa for the second time. He has a chance at the at the world champion Whoopa. Let's that one slide. Picks a different bull. Picks Diddy Wa Diddy the one weekend and uh, wins that event, and then. Um, picks uh, i'm legit too uh this weekend and made a hell of a bull ride it was 94 spurred him fucking pretty honky cat ride but showing his smarts due to the fact that whoopah is not just doing the same old popping in the air around the left which fits jose so perfectly right where they get those big 98s 96 point scores whoopah being rode so many times you know starts figuring things out like all all great ones do maybe start left or he'll just jump out there, go right. So he's not in that set track that he's been in, uh, which Jose using, using his smarts and uh, the business side of things. And not like he's picking a fucking 85 pointer in the short round. He's still going, still going 90, you know, but he gets a lot of, a lot of flack for not picking that matchup, right? That, that Lane Frost, Red Rock type matchup or JB Bushwhacker type matchup. That's, that's him and Whoopa, right? So that million dollars is a million dollars at the end of the year. Yep. 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 That pays, that pays just a lot of bills. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. Yep. Hey, what about, uh, what about the news on dirt eater? Yes, sir. Talking Come out of retirement. Yeah. Just for the team. Team win. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I can respect that. Yeah. I think so. I, I think I can uh, really respect that. On his farewell tour season last year, when he breaks his neck or back or whatever it was and comes back for the finals, does well, calls her quits. But um, I kind of got that that hint from him at the Global Cup this year. He was in top shape. He's been working out as his uh, girlfriend or, or wife now um, is a fitness instructor and looks like they've been really working out hard. He looks like he's in better shape than he's ever been in. And he was always the guy that really worked worked at his craft, worked super hard at it. And uh joke, I was joking actually around with him. I said, look, you look like you're ready to get back to the action there, bud. And he was like, yeah. And now it makes sense because he, <laughs> yeah. he fucking legitimately was. So, uh, yeah, I hope that goes good for him. I was going to ask you, that happens quite a bit with guys, especially in that first couple of years after, um, after retirement, they still get that itch. They still get that feeling. And 
um, yeah. they come back, right? And it, it doesn't yeah. seem to go well. There's there might have been a few times that it's that it's gone gone okay. I think Sleepy came back. Did he not come back after a long time out? And he came back and did pretty oh good. Oh my god, he was a grandfather riding bulls, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Came oh, yeah, I know it. Built as long, yeah. Can you think of anybody that that has gone? I don't remember Blade Young did it. He came back and entered a couple of rodeos. Um, Matt Roy. Yeah, he came back to like some CCA rodeos. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, but he just was coming back and fucking around. Didn't Adriano retire and come back? No, I don't think so. There's been guys that say they're going to retire and then just don't actually retire at the end of the year and keep going. But McBride for the American. Yeah, I came back for one. one event. One yeah. event, right? One event, yeah. Jeez, you know what? I don't know of any guys up here. No, yeah. usually when they're done, they're well, your dad retired four times. Yeah, like that's just, like that's what I mean. Guys do it. Like Tyler, like there's been guys that, you know, like I say, retire and then keep coming back, but it never it Tyler you know retire and come back or just talk about retiring for two years. Yeah, I think talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't afford to retire. He, he had too stuff. many endorsements to that's the thing. And you get to that point where you're making that good money. It's same with Schiffner. Like those guys are making some pretty good bank at late in their careers. Yeah. Sponsor money, right? Yeah. 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 It's that health and health and risk thing. That is the other side of it, especially with the bulls being so rank into PBR. If you're just there for your endorsement dollars, that's when usually that yeah. fucking injury comes Bad into idea. play. Yeah, when you're not Bad all idea. in there to ride and for the love of the fucking game, right? When it, when it seems to go bad. So that's always the sketchy side of things, but hope they're the the best. And I think it's it's not just that he's been sitting around and is bored and uh, wants to come back to it and is missing. I think he's put in the work and knows that he's in top physical condition, been getting on some practice bulls from what I've seen. And and he will be an asset to those teams. And he's only been off for a few months. So you see yeah. guys that are out for injuries that are out for that much longer. And he's low thirties. He's not, you know, high thirties yeah. or close to 40. He's still in, still good. Yeah. Yeah. And that team series, right. They're going to cut down on the bulls that you have to get on. Your coach is going to pick which bulls you get on. So Yeah. Not in my future, but but I could see a guy like Dirt having oh, success. You're not thinking about it? Some success uh, with that. No, I'm just trying to focus on that. Why don't you on, give it a go? Uh, Pelesco asked me that. He said they were they were having bets on that, but no, I'm good. <laughs> I would hit. I would hit the head enough. <laughs> I go to sleep pretty quick anymore. That's <laughs> the <laughs> uh, so shit. Um, Austin Meyer, right? That was another one that, that was going to come back. We heard about that. We talked about that on the spot. Yeah, that ended quick, though. What happened? Just I don't know. No, I didn't see how it all. Didn't whistle. That's what I mean. Most of the time, that never seems to go. And and you hear lots of these veteran guys and these legendary guys that talk about when they knew they were done, they were done. When they didn't want to, when they when they started talking about it, that's when it was time to be done right so if you've already made the commitment to be to be done i think that you you forget those feelings of like that right before that ride and the leading up to it and you look at all the the fun stuff and the enjoyments of it and then as soon as you get back in that locker room and them fucking bulls running the shoots and then you start yeah. going through that shit in your head again and you're in the bucket shoots yeah 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 you know, i think it comes like- back pretty quick why the hell i hung this fucking rope up you know well, and bull riding's a little different than, say, hockey or baseball or football. Like, you can't rely on your teammates to kind of bail you out once in a while. Um, yeah. You know, it's all on you. Yeah. So, if you're not 
you know what there the, you think about it I, I would put it like with you know ufc fighting like as an individual sport like you have to like you can't you cannot stub your toe you can't for a a tenth or one thousandth of a second lay off on an eight second ride or you're toast yep. and no different than the ufc you know you you let your guard down you're sleeping you know yeah, literally you're that's waking, the thing you're, yeah. yeah you're not losing you know, the game or or you know making yourself just look like shit you're like living and dying situations that you're in right yeah yeah so oh, we should be selling out venues everywhere after that <laughs> oh, fucking this ain't no this ain't no school car bullshit god damn this no, is the real no. deal this is the pbr you know I've, been thinking about, I've been thinking about this canada cup series season i i was doing a little math just rough uh just some rough math we're gonna have about eight hundred thousand added in canada this year cool yeah lots of events that's a lot of dough a lot of events yeah and uh you're gonna see uh, you know it's gonna be interesting um see what a guy like zane lambert is gonna do is he is he gonna go hard right out of the gates rodeo and or is he gonna man try to manage it um knowing zane he's just gonna he'll be hair straight back i would imagine yeah he'll Uh, go we want him to go the distance, you know, I'd love for him to ride at the CFR and, and in Edmonton at the PBR Canada finals, I want him to make as much money as he possibly can with his, with his last season in the, in the sport. But um, I'm looking forward to this season. You know, I text with Swearingen today. He he plans on being up here in June, you know, cause his schedule, it doesn't conflict with his yep. schedule. Yeah. So you know, if I'm if I'm getting walking in the dressing room and seeing that guy there, I'm like, okay, I better buckle down here because I know this guy's here to win. He's proved it every time he comes here. Mm-hmm. He's just here to win. Mm-hmm. So, looking forward to it. I I can't wait to get at it. Red Deer, June 11th. Yeah, Kick that's it where off. it all starts. Yep, yep. Cup Series, bang off, bay. Yeah, Dylan could be fresh off a world championship too. Uh, you know, now that the world world championships handed out in May, um, and he's going to have a month so- almost. Like those guys are always beat up. You know, we used to always run. Uh, well, Saskatoon used to be following the PBR World Finals. Calgary was a couple of years as well when we were in the Saddle Dome, and um, a lot of those guys were all, "Yeah, yeah, we'll be there." And then Sunday, we're always, you know. Miriam would be calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know coming. how that goes. I know exactly how that goes. Yeah. Not no, not gonna fucking be there. <laughs> nice. We got some good, um, like a good crop. Like we talked lots, but there's some young Canadian guys that are that are coming of age and shit too. And actually, I seen Logan Beaver was back on the draw for a, one of the rodeos that's this weekend. So I, I heard rumor talk of him being oh good for him. Retired, I uh, but I seen know, he was I entered. So I talked with Logan last year uh, after all that went down, and uh, I just told him take some time and. You know, you always like, you know, we were trying to make sure we had the best quality contestants every event. And I told him like, we'll, we'll give you a doctor. You're whenever you're ready to come back, you're, you're, you're in. Um, but yeah, he just probably needed a little time on the back. Yeah, of sometimes. The show, right. Doing a little ranching and, oh. and, uh, cause the guy's got talent. There's no question about it. So hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I never yeah. saw that. I'll have to look. So, were you checking out the draws for Dawson Creek and Medicine Hat then? 
Yeah, I must have been when I was looking at. I think that's what's on this weekend. So yeah, Lots I was looking at some. Did you notice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's quite a few. Lots of good young guys. I seen um another kid to watch that's uh that's coming of age is uh, Jet Lambert. He's a good young Canadian yeah. kid. He's been down going to school in the U.S. and I seen he was on the list. So obviously he's 18 now. Finally, looks. It's one of those kids that you've that you thought was 18 this whole time, right? Because no he's been around yeah, so long and. Kid. All that and rode good, yeah. But he's just, you know, waiting to waiting to hit that age. Kid too, eh? He's big, yeah. He's big and tall. So, but yeah, he rides and fucking. Ashton, Ashton's little brothers is going to be entering too, eh? Carter. Carter Sully is he eighteen yeah, now? Yeah. 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 That'll be good to see. Uh, yeah, it's good to see, man. Good to see these young guys that are that are coming in the game and uh, always adds, you know, lights that fire for Zane and them older guys to to keep trying to fucking hold these young guys off and. They can kind of battle back and forth. It's good to see. Be fun. And we need them right now because there's more rodeos in Canada than there's ever been, I heard, in the CPRA. And same as the bull riders, right? There's more PBRs probably than there's ever been. So full full steam ahead, boys. Full steam ahead. Do your your yoga. Stretch her out. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Don't be getting on. We're not warmed up. What Zane was shooting for? 17 finals or 16? I thought it was, uh, I don't know. We should know that, me and you. But I thought it was, how many have you had? How many finals has there been? He's been to every one of them. I don't Great know. Great question. Yeah. Well, all of them. Fucking all of them. I know that. Yeah. Who was the, the Canada finals? Panky is the 07. Schiffner, the first one, 06 or 05? I honestly, I don't even know. I don't know. Where's Teddy when you need him? Yeah. Yeah. We could we could Google it. I'm sure it's been a stat for all over the oh, place. I've got it somewhere. I know somewhere. I've got it somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see if he can pull not, her off. Unfortunately, not in the main. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, my memory's pretty shot too, um, especially on st- other guys' stats. But I guess we should know. It's kind of what we're doing here, stats guys, but not stats guys. Yeah. We'll update everybody on the next pod. <laughs> yeah, we'll let everybody know. Zane, I'm sure Zane will fucking let us know. <laughs> we have uh, Zane on the pod yet? No, we got to get him on. So I was waiting. We'll let him. I was thinking, get through the year, maybe halfway through the year, sometime. Yeah. He's got a good yeah. story to tell too. We and Zaner spent some good times together on the on the road as well. So yeah, good times. Zaner. Oh, what, we one of the OGs. Our, yeah, we gotta send our condolences out. Anybody that knows Zane knows Ace. Yeah. Acer. His yeah. dog. Zane Lambert and Stacy's dog. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, he was twelve. Yep. I think, and I remember meeting. I remember meeting Ace at the PBR Canada Finals here in Saskatoon. So uh, that was twelve finals ago. So I know he's been to twelve. Been to twelve. We, I think we did, and we did for sure three in in uh, Calgary. So it's fifth. Yeah, I think it's sixteen or seventeen. It's yeah. incredible. Anyway, really, when you think about yeah, it, that's it pretty. That's, that's pretty ranked stat. Yep, it's a long time, man. It's funny, you know, some guys they they got that longevity, and and uh, whether that's what you're doing outside the arena or strictly the love of the game, you know, the Cal fucking Ripken love has, of bull riding Cal has nothing on this kid. Yeah, traveling the lifestyle. It's gotta you gotta be you gotta love every aspect of it to to be able to last that long, right? As well, well stay healthy, and, and especially come back from that injury in Stavely that year. Remember? Yeah, well, airlifted lots. into Calgary. Shit. So, never good. Never good. No. Nope. Uh fucking uh speaking of not airlifting, but fucking full fledged injury. Lucas Maxa, did you see that in San Angelo? Saddlebronc yes, rider? 
Oh my goodness. Thinking about Lucas. I think he had a post that he was okay. So yeah. um shout yeah. out Lucas that that he's all he's all good, but great he's young Canadian Bronc Rider kid. Straw here, yeah. Is he bust his jaw? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That night, was night. Like, Good night, Jim yeah, Kite. You guys, yeah, go. I think it's on I think it's on his Instagram. Take a look at that. You know, just when you think you just did well and you yeah. get off on the pickup man, and it's freak how that horse kind of kicked across that pickup horse's ass or however. Fuck. Like it freakest thing I've ever seen in the saddle bronc ride. Yeah. Just I fucking folded so, him. Um Stetson, like uh Jake Wright got kicked at, I believe it was Estes Park two years ago. Mm-hmm. And, but he got off, um, and I'm not going to put any blame on a pickup man, but it, almost like he got set down right in the line of fire and knocked him out too. And uh, yeah, it was a long time. He he got a lot of zips in the scalp that, for Jesus. that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's I no. Know, I'm not sure what Lucas, if he had to get any, uh, stitches or not, but that was. I guess you're gonna get kicked in the. Well, that was bang on. Like he yeah. might have a horseshoe tattooed on. If those uh, horses are shod, yeah. he'd have a horseshoe tattooed on his face. Yeah, it was like all the old boys say. It's at least it's bad to say concussion wise and all that stuff. But uh, you hear about guys when they get an egg broken them right when they get you know get scared ish or something when something like that happens to them. A lot of times when you get when you get something like that, you would you don't even know you would he would he wouldn't have a fucking memory nope. of any of that shit happening. So it's not like that would be running through his head when he was getting off pickup horse because he wouldn't even wouldn't have a goddamn clue about how it went down. So he would have woke up. He would have woke up in a new zip code. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. Danger. Danger zone. But yeah, you think about it. That's uh, that's right at the brunt of a kick of a horse. Never fun. Mm-hmm. What about your other guy? What about speaking of the rights? Didn't uh, didn't Rusty have a, a setback there? What's going on there? Yeah, I broke broke. Jeez, uh, I think he broke both them bones, fibula, tibula. Yeah, just and and Rusty really had turned that corner this year. He was winning. He won the shootout in San Angelo, and or was that in San Angelo? No, not in San Angelo. What was prior to that? The since shootout, uh, San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio was just he won finished. the twenty five k anyway, and yeah. he was sitting good in San Angelo, and yeah, couldn't get on. Um, so yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be a little while, you yeah. know. And then you're off that, you know, when you're on crutches that long, you're gonna have to rehab for a bit, obviously. So yeah, just bad luck, not yeah. not good. That's two rights down. Uncle Jesse is as well. He broke his foot um, oh, prior, shit. you know. Yeah, yeah. Stetson's out with a growing injury here right now, but he should be back by next week. I would think he never got on uh, in the short round in the saddle bronc ride nor the bull riding last weekend either. So Richie Champion too. Yeah, I seen a, an update on him that he's out for the season with. Uh, no way! Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, what I, happened? Uh, this might I don't know might be a rumor, but no, he put something on there. I just can't remember if it was his back or neck or something, but uh, it was a uh, something something serious that was that's gonna keep him out for the rest of the season anyway. So. Thinking of Richie, he's a good shit too. That guy, one of the good well, guys. He's half Canadian. <laughs> yeah, 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 married yeah. to a good Canadian gal, Paige yeah. Lawrence. So, well, that's too bad. Well, yep. heal up, man. The injury heal game, up. man. It's it's part of this fucking this life that we live. That's for sure. Quick break in the action for an ad read. That's right. We're back with the ad reads. 
Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan is the home of the award-winning Ram truck. They're the brand you trust to haul a trailer load of rank bulls along with your crew up front in the cab. Whether you want to go check fences or tailgate outside the next PBR event, the boys at Riverside Dodge have the right truck for you. Riverside Dodge is not only the dealer of choice in northern Saskatchewan, but also sells and services all across western Canada. Go see Ty and the gang at Riverside Dodge for a fair, no BS deal on your next truck and tell them Tanner sent you. Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert is the official truck sponsor of the NFP podcast. Have you seen uh, mm, the team series? Justin McBride, see him rolling around. He was in Nashville all uh, all last week, the release of the Stampeders. Uh, he was at the hockey game, at the Predators game. He rang the did the bell or the the opener the you know yeah, yeah. He ripped the horn at uh at bridgestone there and it was doing a bunch of interviews and a bunch of different shit like that so pretty cool to see yeah, former former guest of the podcast and his right hand man another former guest krc keith ryan carter yeah, yeah have you seen krc's posts on insta he's got all oh this yeah movies. he's game yeah. on yeah yeah and you watch man uh, like i they were you know you're asking about guys that are teams that are that uh, you'd want to be on and stuff. And like I said, from the, from the get-go, McBride and, and Lambert's team, I, I look, I'm looking at right now to, to get the best out of the guys because McBride, like that guy's fucking like ridiculously competitive as well too, right? So, you know, he's wanting to win this thing as much as he's yeah. quiet and doesn't act like, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll always blow it off that it's not a big deal. But inside, that guy's fucking firing on all cylinders and wants to be the inaugural champion of that to prove to all those other guys, too. And that's the best part about him. J-Dub, Ross, all those guys, they're all buddies and they're all good friends. But yeah. They yeah. definitely don't take lightly to beating the other one at something, whether it be a foot race or or this team series and picking the best team and winning these championships. So that well, team's gonna be good. And KRC, they're 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 pulling out all the stops. They seem to be doing the most when it comes to to I don't know getting things set, getting things ready, mindset wise, putting things into place. So yeah, we'll see. Looks pretty well, good K- on KRC. If I was riding for Cleet, I wouldn't even want to come back to the shoots if i fell off like he's going to be the he'll be the tortorella of the pbr i can't wait to hear his media stuff <laughs> yeah what his guys are doing yeah uh-huh. well that's what i mean i think that's yeah that's why it's gonna be uh it's he'll, he'll be straight with it right i don't know we'll yeah. see i, I think i'm ready for it i'm guys. ready to get her going i'm yeah. ready yeah yeah i like it yeah, it's fun. It's going to add more to, to talk about as well, too. So uh, another shout out as well. We, we I was pumping uh, Kyler Oliver's tires on the podcast of how great of a season he was having a breakout season. Yeah, broke his neck. Fuck, broke his what fucking he, neck. Yeah, And Damn he was riding with it and he didn't even realize. No, he, they knew it. He landed hard. Oh, okay. Sioux Falls. Um, I think it was Sioux Falls. I don't know. But he landed hard on it and, and then he was out for the rest of the day and then he went home and by the time he got the x-rays and stuff, it was a couple of days later, but he announced on his Instagram that he's going to try to be back sooner than, than he, as soon as he could be, but yeah, he's uh in the, in the brace and all that sort of stuff. So thinking about him and that sucks for this fucking team series and all that yeah, stuff. He'd too, have been, right? he'd have been a, he might've been a first rounder. hundred percent. So I, I wonder how it works with all that. Now, if like, if he doesn't get drafted in the inaugural year, I wonder how it works for, for how you get signed. Like with some of these, I don't know. I got to figure that out too. Some of these guys. They'll have to have another draft for those kids next year. That's what they're going to have to do. I would think, you know, you can't just, otherwise the big money teams will just dominate, you know, 
you're not going to go to a low budget team when somebody's waving, you know, another zero in front of your face and with all the perks of travel and this and that, you know, so I'm sure they'll have to have another draft. Um, And if you can't, yeah, for hundred percent. Because I wonder about guys too, that that don't like there's guys there. I've heard that there's some of these guys that are holding out right until they understand what's going on before they've signed up to, to be eligible for this draft, which I think is, fucking very smart because this is your guys's chance bull riding wise to take control of the situations get everything right because they need you to make this team series work right oh, yeah. so so 100%. so fucking get your ducks in a row get everybody together in some sort of uh way which they never probably will but this is your time to fucking stand up and get things the way that you want to get them yeah. which i think this is all going in the right direction but I think that those original founders would do the exact same thing to make sure that things were going the right way for them. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So, yeah. So I've heard that. And then um, I've seen that Cooper, they've been having Cooper tour, Cooper Davis. He's been touring around and doing all the media and all the different stuff for, for the different teams. And he's been at all the different events. So um, I think we're going to, I don't know anything, but I, from what I'm getting vibes of, he's going to have some sort of job within this within this team series things and kind of be the the spokesperson for the riders or something like that but is what it's looking like anyway just from social media posts and all that sort of stuff yeah. so yeah we'll see what the guys what the what the guys can get lined out but she's a she's a good time to to fucking to make sure that things get done the right way so well when are we uh when are we getting a team in pa I don't know. That'd be great. I love it. I love this shit, yeah. man. I love to do this shit. It's fun, you know. Well, the whole GM. It's all. It's yeah. amazing. Maybe yeah. give Rusty and Gord a call. See yeah. what they uh, see. What they want to invest. Yeah. Get the get a team rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that they're talking about too is within the the rules and all the different uh, aspects of it is. Um, like conflict of interests, right? With guys that are working for the PBR and guys that, that are coaches and that have bulls and all that other sort of stuff. I'm sure that they're going to have to go through. Yeah. So it'll be fun to see. And we'll try to keep everybody updated as much as we can uh, on, on all of it. Everything keeps is pretty tight lipped around the, the whole scene yeah. a lot of the times, <laughs> yeah. which is fair, right? Cause you want to make sure you got all your ducks in a row for it, before it gets out there. But there's definitely gonna be lots of questions and lots of different, aspects well, to, well, to I, I do know for a fact that paulo crimber as a coach and brandon bates as a general manager cannot and they're both agents yep. uh, for the pbr riders on the on the unleash the beast tour um they cannot represent their athletes at all on anything yeah. um conflict of interest yeah yeah it's yep. same as hockey and all that sure. stuff, right? I had the, I remember the for Russells, sure. right? Like uh, Chris was playing for Edmonton, and and uh, his brother was a scout for San Jose, and they fucking couldn't even really talk to each other and shit when they would go to games and stuff like that, right? Yeah, that's fucking yeah. insider trading. Yeah. <laughs> It's business, right? Yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to see. We'll see how it plays out. There'll be some shit. You watch. There'll be some shit hit the fan. At a couple of them, or you know, it takes a couple of incidents like that to go on, and then that's how the rules, I'm sure, will come into play, though. But well, yeah, sure, yeah, we'll learn fast. It'll be good. Uh, other than that, yeah, there's uh, showed out Ryan Getzlaff. He announced that he's retiring after a long career. Have you ever had any run-ins with with uh, him over the over the years, Jason? Uh, Seems no stand-up guy. guy, solid yep. career. Yeah, yeah, yep. one of the good guys, I think. 
Yeah. So I'll get to see him. And then um, other than that, man, I think we're pretty set. We can. Um, this is a pretty long interview that we had with uh, with Gaffney because you could just pick this guy's brain for days and days and days. And we didn't even get to half the stuff that I wanted to, to get no. after him with. Not so. Oh, it's not. It, yeah. was, it was all great. And we yeah. didn't even. Yeah, we hardly touched on. Yeah. Everything yeah. that guy's accomplished. Yeah. Amazing dude. So yeah, we'll come back here in a, in a couple of weeks. Got some more guests and stuff lined out here. So uh, until then, Jason, you be PBR and hockey. I got uh, my event in May 27th, 28th, including Cooper Memorial. Uh, that's going to come up quicker than quicker than we know it. World finals around the corner. Uh, lots of, lots of action on the go. So uh, we'll keep everybody in the loop and up to date on everything that's been going on. And we appreciate yeah, all the feedback, everything that's going on. Got some new NFP hats in get at me. I know lots of people are wanting them. Um, yeah. Bunch of cool stuff on the go. So we appreciate everybody listening in. We love you guys. Thanks for, for the support. And this is our interview with Michael Gaffney. From the day that Michael Gaffney was born on the 4th of July, he was, he was just, you knew he was going to grow up to be an American hero. The world championship is enough to know him by, but how tough and determined he was and what he went through to win that world championship means a lot to me. You know, I always used to give him a hard time in the locker room that it, that it wasn't fair that, that bull riding was that easy for him. Whenever you take a guy that's that talented, that athletic, that tough. Michael Gaffney's one of the toughest guys that I've ever seen. Guys like that always inspired me. Every time, I, every time we were riding, when, when, my, when a guy like Michael was up, whatever I was doing, if I was in the chute or if I was stretching or if I was getting ready, when they called his name, I would look over the chute because I knew that I would see something that would make the hair on my arm stand up, jack me up and get me fired up and, and get me ready to compete. A consummate professional bull rider in, in just that, that toughness and the grit that I think, you know, a lot of times gets lost in, in what a nice, approachable, genuine, soft-spoken, conversational guy that he is. Every night after we would have an event, Michael Gaffney and I would always plan on going to dinner. The problem with it was he was so nice and he wanted to make sure he signed every autograph he could. He usually missed the time when we could get into a dinner place before it closed. <laughs> Our guest today is the 1997 PBR World Champion, an eight-time PBR World Finalist, an NFR qualifier, a PBR Ring of Honor inductee, and an original founder of the PBR, most recently named as the head coach of the Austin Gamblers of the PBR Team Series. It's the G-Man, Mr. Michael Gaffney. G-Man, how are we doing today? Good morning. Good morning, Tanner. Jason, good to be on. Good to see you. Great to have you, G-Man. Big time. We've been excited, excited about this one. Obviously, the Team Series stuff, and we get to pick your brain on that stuff, as well as the illustrious career. Da-da-da, the list goes on and on. It's going to be a a lot of fun. So um, what's what's been going on, G-Man? How's things in life? I see you're back in the PBR scene, but uh, what's been keeping you busy the last while? Well, like we just like we just hit upon as we we came on here before the recording is, I've just been fire hose Tanner. It's just been crazy. My life has been the last, you know, since my son turned thirteen in August. The last seven or eight years have been just soccer. Every day, I'm I'm the I'm the glorified soccer mom dad, <laughs> <laughs> the 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 driver in the afternoon and 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 that type of thing. And it's and it's grand. I mean, I love it. It's a it's a world I never knew about. It never existed. Um, but, but, uh, that's, that's what I've been doing up until, uh, 
I, I got uh, a call from Sean Gleason in January, early January, uh, about this new this new team series that he kept in his war chest. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, you know, I know we're going to talk more about that as maybe this this call goes on. But uh, so yeah, every day has has been about soccer from for myself and and learning the game and and, and really getting a, a, a new appreciation for the game and what uh, what's involved with it. Uh, my wife, Robin, and I moved down here and uh, into the Austin area, Austin, Texas area back in July for Merrick uh, to play soccer exclusively. That's why we moved from New Mexico down here. So uh, yeah. it's uh, been a life, life change, but it's, you know, it's all about the kids, right? <laughs> well, you better brag on Merrick here. Obviously, he's yeah. got some skill and some talent in this, this soccer. That's well, you know what? You know, any of us dads going to brag on how great they are. Yeah. Um, he's he's. Don't get me wrong. He, he is. He's he's got wheels. He can move. And, and his coach, uh, not to go too in depth with you guys and bore you the details, but his coach back in New Mexico uh, was was a Guatemalan pro and uh, migrated to the States back when he was a teenager and has been living here ever since. And, and his youngest son is actually living with us as well. He was oh, recruited nice. out of New Mexico. Uh, Tiano Vela is his name, and he lives with us as well this year. And he's uh, with this, uh, he was recruited again by this Austin FC, the new uh, professional uh, team here in, uh, in Austin. This is the younger group, and they came to New Mexico and recruited Tiano. And Merrick and him just happened to be best friends since they were, um, you know, kindergarten, pre, pre-K type school. Mm-hmm. And here they are now in seventh grade. And so anyway, a lot going on with that. But again, it all revolves around the boys and, and, uh, and Merrick is, he's coming right along and trains pr- pretty much every day. It's like, it's like our rodeo days, right? Growing up. So we won't see Merrick with a bull rope in his hand is what you're never, saying. Never, <laughs> never, never. <laughs> if I can, if I can help it, you know, I've got my, I've got my folders and my, uh, my binders full of all the, uh, you know, as I look at your background in your, in your office there with the pictures and stuff, you know, I am, I am so proud of, of my, my life, my past life. I say my past life, it seems like a life ago, a lifetime ago of, of all my friends and, and like, like the two of you that, that rode bulls and, and, and that are part of that, that world. And he, he really appreciates it. I mean, he's becoming more appreciative because he is an athlete and, and he's gone to the events. We were just in Seattle together. I took him up there and he's met a lot of the guys, but he, uh, if we can keep him off anything with four legs, Hey, I'm, I'm all about that. Cause it's, hey, uh, and, and those soccer players, they can, they can sign some nice tickets as far as contracts <laughs> yeah. too. Yes, they kind of like golf and it's not really, you know, it's not, not yeah. too hard on your body either. Right. Right. So we can, we, I saw him, I, I saw him one afternoon. He was probably about three jumping on our German shepherd dog there at the house back in New Mexico. And I thought, Oh, <laughs> I just, I just kind of went, I just kind of winced, you know, and, and, uh, but it, it didn't last really that long. He didn't even get to the point of getting on a calf or a steer like a lot of us did. Right. And he was, I think it thumped him pretty good. And he's like, yeah, this, this, this ain't that much fun. So he's, <laughs> he was right back to the soccer ball, which I was happy to see. Oh yeah. No doubt. Uh, the, the move you talked about, uh, from New Mexico over to Austin for, uh, for the soccer obviously works great for the, for the team series as well, but the whole moving scenario for you probably isn't a new thing, right? Over the years, you and, and your wife in the profession that she has, you guys lived all over the map. Is, is, is this something that uh, was kind of different for you in your bull riding career? Or is that just what you guys did feeding off each other and, and helping each other grow? 
you nailed it, uh, Tanner, exactly. And, and, you know, Robin and I met at such an, a young age, you know, we, you know, had our aspirations of, of, of what we wanted to do and what we wanted to accomplish. I mean, I just finished my first year in college there in West Texas at Snyder and, and she was down in, in Southwest Texas going to school. And we met, uh, I was actually traveling with a, a friend of mine in college and, and kind of passed, we crossed paths. And, and from that day on, we've, we've never been apart. Um, and once she did decide to go to medical school and, you know, it planted us there in Lubbock close by. And then I, you know, when I turned professional after the college ranks or during the actually college ranks, um, I was flying in and out of there and, and was lucky to have some great, you know, tra uh, traveling partners, some older guys there in West Texas, Brent Terry and, and so on. But, 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 but you nailed it, Tanner. It was always that thing where we were always behind each other and what we wanted to accomplish, you know, even though we were kind of moving in different directions, I always, you know, we always kind of uh, came back together and, and tried to, you know, do what we need to do as a couple and, and, always head in the in the, the direction together mm -hmm. um as a, as a couple and and that type of thing so uh and, and as far as her life it did it took us many places um you know after she finished school her residence residency was up in colorado and then we moved back down to new mexico for a while went to the mayo clinic for a year yeah so all these different things that, that you you hit upon there about um yeah but but you you know you guys too know i mean you can rodeo from anywhere I mean, you just were always traveling from one place or another anyway. So it was, it was no big deal for me to jump on a plane wherever it was to take me where I needed to go. So, um, you know, lived in LA for a number of years, which was, uh, which is a bit different. It's a lot <laughs> like here, but, uh, you know, you have to plan your day around the traffic. It's almost in you know, your life, your lifestyle and your life revolves around traffic. But, uh, but again, it's just, uh, you know, it was, it was just part of what we needed to do for her to be in the, I think, uh, the atmosphere that she needed to be to, to train in the, in the in the world of pathology that she's been in. And so, yeah, it's been a great ride. That's been, you know, we've been together now 30, 34, 30, almost nearly 35 years now. So, mm -hmm. and married to 32 of that. So yeah, like I told you on that page, uh, I've been putting up there for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They all yeah. Have. Yeah. Yeah. They we know have. how you feel. We know how you <laughs> feel. You guys know exactly how I feel. Aren't they lucky? We just don't have as many reps in as you do yet. That's the only difference between us. We're yeah. getting there though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, back to the to the earlier days um, as well. A life of of travel and and living different places. So home is, I guess, you're a, a a poster boy for home is where you make it, right? Where wherever you're at, you, you make that home. So um, right. the early right. years, which is which is pretty cool, and I've been doing some research on it. But you were uh, uh, an army kid, correct? Your dad was a was a pilot. He was. He was. Tanner, you you got it right. Dad was you know a, a midwestern guy, and as as well as my mother, they both were were raised in Iowa. So they were farm like they were. They grew up in small small communities in Iowa. You know, a lot of family uh, farming going in and around their their families and that type of thing. But uh, you know, dad was an, an athlete, big time baseball player and football player and that type of thing. And actually was was going into the professional ranks uh, to be a baseball pitcher pitcher and and was unfortunately drafted in the Korean War back in the in the fifties and stuff. And um, anyway, long story and did, short, and they, did tours correct. He, he did, Jason. He did, uh, he did several tours there in Vietnam in, in the F4. Wow. 
Oh, um, shit. So oh, he yeah, was, we've uh, had this talk yeah. before. It's pretty. We talked about war movies and, and what kind of war movies we liked. I remember when we were in Tampa yeah. and you, you were telling exactly. me about your dad and this this stuff really interests me. Like it's yeah. uh, you talk about a role model, somebody yeah. to be proud of and look up to. You yeah, that's cool. yeah. My he, grandpa he was like, in the in the Second World War, Air Force too. So that's kind of is that right? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. What uh, is there some um I don't know stories. Or is there anything that 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 stands out from you that you remember your dad talking about, or that had to have a huge effect on his life, your life? That's like something that's pretty unfathomable right now, other than what we're seeing over in the Ukraine and stuff like that. But but yeah. those days were were a different time, that's for sure. They they were they were. And when you talk to when you talk to my dad, you know he's he's been gone now a spell. Uh, we lost in 07. But you know when you talk to him about you know, his life in the, in the military and, and becoming a pilot, and, you know, and being stationed like in, in places like Thule, Greenland, where they had 65, uh, 70, 80 below zero temperatures. And they were flying these aircraft that were, they were just, I mean, they were almost taped and, and semi-wired together. It was crazy to hear their stories and his stories. I see it there because he'd get together with some of his you know, those old cohorts that were, were were either in his squadron or people that he would get together with at the, at the PBR World Finals or at the NFR, or these type of things. And they, I'd just kind of sit back and be the fly on the wall, right? Listen oh, I to bet. Yeah. And uh, good, good stuff, like you said, Jason. I mean, it's just wonderful stories that they talk about. But I, it was just, you know, compared to today, everything is so... Um, you know, everything is, you know, very much one, two, three and and very strategic on everything and everything's in order. But back then, they just kind of just went out and flew. Right. And he he lost many, many guys You know, when they would go out and practice. They, they it was it wasn't uncommon for them to lose a couple, two, three guys, four guys a month up He's there practicing, trying, practicing. you know, guys yeah. that would would get in trouble right. and eject. And it wouldn't open or it'd shoot out and it'd shoot them into the trees or, you know, just these crazy stories. I mean, they were really just test pilots. They, they truly were just because of the machinery and the mechanical um, and the, the apparatuses that they were, that, that they were doing and testing and stuff. But uh, um, you know, and anyway, again, th- those stories to hear about, you know, what he went through as a, as a, as a guy and as a young guy to, and and to to what he was up against and his his comrades were up against to to uh, to get what they wanted to do and accomplish the the task at hand but uh, so yeah you, you obviously had a lot of respect for them they had to be you know those cats yeah. back then they were just tough they were tough guys right yeah i yeah. mean they really were and 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 you know when we talk about you know becoming cowboys and that type of thing it was a different world other than, you know, the Western lifestyle and the guys that I, that I was kind of raised around back in New Mexico where we were stationed. And my mother was the, was the, the horse enthusiast, okay. horse enthusiast. She was the, she was the one who always wanted to have a horse as a kid. And if it wouldn't have been mom's, you know, dream and, 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 and hopeful wish to have horses as she got older and she got out of the house and, and went on in life, then I, it, I probably would have had been sent down a different path, but you know, I had my first Shetland pony when I was two and a half years old on the yeah. base. So, right. so what do you do? And you guys you know, Shetland all ponies, the other kids over riding <laughs> ponies with you too. Did they, all yeah. the other kids want to be there? Yeah. <laughs> they just, they just didn't look at you, you know, kick you, look at you, you know, them, them Shetland ponies. So <laughs> one thing led to another and, you know, mom, again, it was, it was because of her and her, her uh, her desire to have a horse and uh, and for us kids to grow up on horseback so 
it uh, it it started it started that enthusiasm for me. And you talked about the Shetland, and and you're really yeah. tight with Jeff Shear. And I was just kind of wondering, is oh, it just, yeah. for for our listeners, we call we call Jeff Shetland. So I just wonder, is there any connection? There's a, back to there's that a lot of connections there because. Uh, a, a little little turd head and a little bucking turd head pony. Yeah, That's, they couldn't have they couldn't have put a better uh, a better title on on Jeff. Jeff. I gotta t- I gotta tell you guys this. Then you know you know how I met him. And speaking of the high school ranks and college, ranks, so so we're at Bozeman, Montana, in 1988 in the summer of '88. I'm there with guys like Denny McClanahan, who maybe some of your listeners have heard oh, yeah. that, you know, NFR qualifier and bareback, right. And I, you know, and we all know people listening maybe to your podcast know that, that, that the bull riders aren't the craziest, the bareback riders <laughs> are the, are the true fanatics, right? They're the, they are truly, they're, they're psycho. I, I swear to you, they, they've, they've lost their minds and, and we know why, because it's so brutal. And, and Denny was the epitome of that. I mean, he was, a truly a, 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 a just a an, an anomaly in itself but anyway so we we happened to get up one morning after going to the bar and you know typical college kids and stuff it was four or five o'clock we pulled in that morning woke up about noon before we had to get on that night and uh who do you think crawls out from underneath one of the beds not out of the top of the bed but come out from <laughs> under the bed <laughs> it was that was my first introduction to, to jeff, yeah, jeff sure. cheer. Yeah. That, that little crumb. he pulled he come up out of that bed all hair all i think his hat was still on too and he, he come out from under the bed and that was my introduction to him <laughs> It found out this California uh, dude, you know, and he had us by two or three years. Most of us, he was two or three years older than us, but uh, yeah, he just fit right in. It, uh, I've known him, known him and, uh, and have enjoyed him ever since. Uh, yeah, so, he's, a, he's a fun guy to have around. Yeah. He is. He truly is. Yeah. Uh, so. Cool. Um, so then you talk about the pony, um, your mom's passion for, for horses. Where did the, the bull riding, steer riding, all that come into, into play? Were they supportive of it? Uh, who'd you learn from? All that sort of stuff. Where, what, was the, what was your intro into the, the rodeo bull riding world? And was there other events that you did and uh, other sports, all that sort of stuff too? There was. I think like a lot of us, Tanner, that you know, ended up in different sports, you know, traditional sports in, in, in the States. You know, obviously we didn't, have, we didn't have hockey like you guys, but we had our, <laughs> our American football. We, I spoke of soccer. I didn't even know what soccer was, but we had the baseball and basketball and that type of thing. You know, and, and if you go back to, you know, being, you know, a four and five-year-old kid, I, I, I grew up with a, a 10-year-older brother. He was, he was 10 years to my senior. And so, you know, geographics had a lot to do with that because dad was stationed in South, uh, uh, Southern New Mexico during Vietnam. After, after Michigan, we left and went to Arizona for a spell and then right over to New Mexico for his second, maybe second, third tours there, I think out of Holloman Air Force Base. And, you know, it's, you know, obviously a, a small country towns and, you know, typical for 4-H and FFA and those types of programs. And my brother was was part of that in high school. And one thing led to another. And back in those days, a lot of that was integrated with your high school rodeo associations and, and kind of that type of, uh, uh, you know, combo type uh, setting. And, you know, you always want to do what Big Brother and his pals were doing, right? So, you know, yeah. between the Shetland Pony and, and liking that rough kind of, you know, part of it, 
and and them in high school they they'd entered me in the steer riding so i left sunday school one afternoon after being five years old with my sears green shafts my sears green vest and and i climbed aboard and that was it i mean i still remember it i mean i didn't last a jump or two and i fell off but that was it that it had it's had its hooks in me at a really young age and not long after that uh, a family moved in next door uh, across from us and he was the older brother of, of four of four brothers the Griffins and, and Clee was a, was a bull rider back in the sixties and they were rock masons. Him and his brothers were rock masons by, by, uh, by trade. So they were already just really just tough, you know, hard working. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys <clears throat> just, and, and you, you, I mean, Clee just, just passed away here in the recent and was 80 something years old. And I've never known a, a, a tougher guy in my life. I mean, he's just a light built, just a, but that's all he did. He worked and he, I mean, they laid beautiful rock for beautiful homes and, and that type of thing. But he was a, he was just a piece of iron, you know, he just, he really was. And I, and he was the nicest man you could, he was just like my dad. They just both had the biggest hearts in the world, but you never wanted to, you never wanted to mess with them because they, they, they just squishy like a bug, you know, wanted to. luckily they were, they were just nice, good hearted folks. But, but Cleve, you know, had a lot to do with, I think my development because he had, he had the skills that, you know, kind of that foundation that he passed on to me at, at a young age. And I traveled to some of the junior rodeos with him and his family, his oldest son and I were best friends in school. And uh, so that was kind of my earlier years of, of learning how to ride. And I think learning to ride it from a, a proper standpoint, if you want to call it that back in the seventies. And that was, you know, you guys know as well as I do, you heard the same things as kids. You know, you tucked your chin, you sucked your chest out. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and your you toes turned your out. toes out. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you just, and you just lifted your bull rope. And, yeah. and, and, and really, if you think about it, as I go into this whole team, and I know I'm bouncing around here a lot, you guys know as well as I do. Perfect. You're not, we're not, we're not reinventing the wheel here. We're just, it's, it's still, it's, it's still as simple as that, right? The foundation of it all. But uh, anyway, I just, uh, it was a great way to live and great way to grow up because I had those guys in my life that, that were like, Hey, you know, you're a man is a man and you, you just, you're tough and you don't whine about stuff. And you, they were, they, these four brothers, they actually grew up down in Mexico uh, with their dad and their mother uh, North of Chihuahua. So not only were they tough, kids, they, they were trick riders. Their dad taught them how to do tricks and stuff. So they do a lot of these, I, I think these kind of circus shows and like the old time rodeo yeah. shows down in Mexico and stuff. And, and they, they could speak Spanish better than the Mexicans could, you know, <laughs> so they, they were just, they were just all around hands. And, um, but yeah, I just, again, I look back at that as a, a fun time to, to really have like, if you want to call it a mentor or somebody that you wanted to emulate or, or wanted to be like, and that's yeah. those guys you always aspired to be and wanted to be like. So at some point in your career here, G-Man, um, unlike your traveling partner that I've heard stories about, Mr. Richard Jones, you know, um, anybody on our pod that isn't familiar with Richard, he's kind of like the do-it-aller at the PBR. He's been yeah. in merch. He's, he's the sound guy. He's, he's been booking talent. Anyway, I, um, great storyteller in his own right, Mr. Richard oh, Jones. Yeah, absolutely. But what was that? Was that at the time when you were traveling with him that you're just like, I've got to leave this guy at home. He's just bringing me down. I'm going to, I'm going to get to the next level. How did that, how did that kind of develop at what age? The, 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 the where, you knew, where you knew that it, you know, I can make a living at this. I'm going to pursue this dream. 
you know, I think, I think, you know, when I got Jason into that, into the high school ranks, you know, we, we had some kids in New Mexico, good, good cowboys. I mean, they could rope. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember Brent Lewis, Brent Lewis, yeah, is, uh, yeah. You know, yeah just a, another tough, tough kid that I actually played basketball against. He lived down the mountain from us, you know, a good hour or so. And Brent, Brent wouldn't even go to the national high school finals because he didn't pay any money. He wanted to go, but didn't pay any money. Yeah. So he was like, why would I want to go someplace and spend money when I, and I can't earn anything? So just, I think Jason, when you're around guys like that and Owen Washburn was, uh, you know, a couple of years younger than I was, but he was always in the, in the junior ranks and then, and then the high school ranks with me. And, and so, um, and then I can go on about other cats that, that I ended up going to college with that were also ropers and that type of thing. So you, you had those influences around, even though a lot of them had a, a lot more experience or they'd been on a lot more stock than I had been. Um, you know, I, I, I knew in high school, probably, you know, that sophomore, junior age that, you know, I, if, if I really wanted to do this, I'd went to a speaking of another mentor, Jerome, uh, Jerome Robinson bull riding school. Uh, I went to his school and, and, and really had, it's, it's, you know, him just passing away. I think it's all the more important to say this, that, you know, he, I remember I still have his picture. He'd written to me and he said, look, he said, you know, if this, this is something you really want to do, um, you've got the tools it's just a, a matter of applying it and, and, and making the right decision and, and doing it and, and, and being deliberate about it. And so I, I think with words like that of encouragement stuff that I thought then that maybe I've got a shot and I need to start looking at places that maybe I can go to college. I had some older friends that were in the high school ranks that already went to college in the college rodeo ranks. And, and I thought, well, that'll be the, that'd be my next step. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, ended up over in West Texas uh, basically this, the toughest region in the, the whole United States, that Southwest region. I mean, Ty Murray and I graduated that same year. He ended up over at Odessa. I mean, I can go all, you know, Danny was, was, was in that, he grew, grew up in K up in the, the panel of Texas. So you have these cats like that, that were so much better and had been on so much uh, more stock than I had, you know, you either step aboard and, and join the crowd or get left behind. And I, yeah, I knew yeah, what I wanted yeah. to do at that point. So I think to answer your question, that transition, from high school, even though I, I'd shown, I think that, that I had the, the, the want and the desire, I still was behind in the development part. And I think once I went to college, we had the, we had the animals to get on at school. Uh, Matt Kaltheiser, the bad company rodeo would leave um, <clears throat> the stock and stuff over the winter break for us to get on. I mean, this oh, bull, wow. that, yeah, this bull that killed Lane, um, you know, we got on, I'd got on six, eight, 10 times that we, we called him taking care of business. So he came from a guy named Sammy Smith down there close to Snyder, Texas, uh, before Mac ended up with him. And so anyway, just to give you an idea of what type of stock we had the, the chance to get on because of being again, geographically, um, in that, in that area of Texas, um, and being around guys like, you know, that's where Jim Sharp came from. You know, he yeah. went to school in Odessa. Um, a kid Did you attend can, any classes? I went to one occasionally <laughs> here and there. It didn't happen. It didn't happen on a consistent basis. <laughs> but I will tell you this, you guys. I did take the basics. I didn't take just welding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not to say, not to say that I I, I needed help with my welding because I still I still do. But uh, but I'd go to an occasional class and that type of thing. But but again, just what a what a great experience that 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 college part of um, 
you know, well, part the group, of you. the group of guys you're yeah, right. like, yeah, you're yeah, right. you, you yes. have no choice. You you yeah. either stay on yeah. or yeah. get out of the yeah. truck. Get exactly. Exactly. And then and then you start learn, you know, you start meeting guys in the in the pro ranks. And you know, in high school, really speaking of you guys being Canadians, I've met some guys from Canada and at the at the national high school finals, and then of course in college and, and then started doing some pro rodeos and stuff and on my permit. And, and uh yeah, one thing leads to another, and you and all these guys that you saw, um, you know, just it just made me want to be better and be a part of the fold, right? Yeah. And uh, it drives you, man. It just drives you to be better and well, want to be like. Seem to work out. Seem to yeah, work out, out okay. For it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Who'd you roll with? Who'd you uh, when you got your permit and started going to to uh, to pro rodeos and all that, and when you know you made the NFR and all that sort of stuff? Who was your Who was your main crew? Your traveling, your partners. You hear about Lambert and Lane and and um, you know Tough. Those guys. What was uh, What was your crew mostly of? Consistent. You know, I was fortunate, and I've got to mention him. You know, when I was a, when I turned rookie, you know, Glenn Glenn Keeley and I were rookies together in 1990. And I always say that because you know, I, I you know, we all know, and, and I felt so fondly about Glenn that it was it was an important part of my life because again, you're 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 moving into the pro ranks, and and he was a part of that. He was a part of that whole picture for me because when I saw that cat and the way he moved on a bull and the way he took charge, speaking about being deliberate, and you take a guy like Glenn who, who just, you know what I mean? He just went after him. Mm-hmm. And, and for me coming from where I came from and to see guys like that, it, you know, again, it just really, it, it drove you to be better and want to be like him. I, and, and I wanted to say that because, you know, you guys being what you are being, you know, you know, Canadians and that stuff, it's, it's important for me to say that because it's, it's true. And of course his family are just uh, such wonderful people. Um, Going back to the guy that I started rodeoing with was a, he was another guy that was my brother's age. He was about nine, ten years older than I was. And I don't know if you guys remember his name was Brent Terry. He's a, oh. you know, he went to the BROs back in the in the early nineties. He was about five foot three, one hundred twenty five pounds, just a, a just a wisp of, of a guy. Um, and and Brent had traveled off and on with with Tough and them some just because he was he was one of those guys that that belonged and he could he really could ride really good and so i what was unfortunate about brent was he was a new father he had two young children mm-hmm. and it was just it was way more important to him and i didn't understand that because i was a you know 18 19 year old yeah. kid i couldn't yeah. get him out of the house and you guys know it you got to get out there in those days there was you know this is obviously pre-pbr there is no there is no alternative there was a couple of those bull ridings like the you know the what is del it rio the, the and, del rio and stuff that were that you could go to that were darn sure good bull ridings but uh but other than that you you had to be on the road and and that's something he didn't you know I, went, I missed the finals in 1990 i won the rookie but i still missed the finals by a few thousand bucks maybe four or five thousand bucks i only went to 20 you know 20 something rodeos yeah. so i had a really good a really good year considering what i went to um but furthering the the answer to the question, Tanner, I the next year I'd met uh, I'd met Norman Curry uh, that year of my rookie year in 1990, and I'll never forget I met him in Phoenix that Phoenix show, and that's like you know early spring, maybe what uh, March or April, I don't know of '90, and and we'd already talked. He we did he called me and talked to me about maybe hitting the road in '91. So jumping forward to '91, he had it all lined up. He had myself. Him, Mark Kane, and a guy named Dax Lackey, 
who oh. I've known. Yep, Dax. you all remember Dax? I worked with Dax with Wrangler for 12 years. Oh, he's well, still a, he's still a Wrangler rep somewhere in Texas. You yeah. know what? That's what I hear, right, Jason? He's still yeah. doing that. Yeah. yeah, good guy. Good. I mean, and I it's a I, good crew it, right there. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it was a it was a good crew. And and Mark, you know, Mark was was uh was a hand and a and just tough as nails. And, and of course Norman had just rode had just been the second guy to ever ride 10 bulls. 10 for 10. Yeah. Remember yep. that? Yep. And had had the highest cumulative um, average, scores, average yep. that ever happened. So, and Norman, if you guys remember, and I can't say specifically, but, you know, pri- prior to entering the PRCA ranks, I, he may have dabbled in a little bit, but I think until probably tough and cleat and those type guys razor probably enticed him to come over from like the ipra and all those other places you know norman was was like this amateur guy that went to hundreds of rodeos over there and just won everything i mean they yeah. just never threw him off i mean he was just what the stories that you were hearing about him was that he was just this phenomenal cat that needed to come over and uh and and be with the, we he belonged at the best right yeah. he just belonged and and we saw what happened when he showed up they were probably not <laughs> so happy that he yeah, yeah. So left him over there <laughs> you know you, you you bring his name up michael is he you like you communicate with him still do you keep in yeah. touch with him i don't jason you know the last time uh i saw i saw norman was uh was some matter of fact it's been years and years ago i think i'm either way it was still riding Jason or, or just, uh, just finished my career. And, and, uh, you know, Norman, unfortunately had, had been married once and got divorced and gotten married to another, uh, great gal that we got to know Rachel back in, you know, at the time. And I think they, that ended up in a divorce too. And he ended up with some kids and Norman was a, a great dad and that type of thing. But at, he just, he was one of those guys that, um, he really liked to hunt. He had coon dogs and that type of thing. And he just had his spot over there in East Texas. Yeah. And, and he just, you know, he's like a hobo, right? I just, yeah, he'd, never, be un, he'd be unplugged and just in yep. the bush. Yep. In the bush. Yeah. That's that, bush that happens. Yep. You know, lots you know, of guys that happens, do that. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much all I know. I haven't heard anything in the, in the real recent about Norman, but uh, you know, what a great, a great individual to be, you know, in the truck or the plane with just because of, uh, of what he what he wanted to do and what yeah. he could do in the arena and that type of thing and, and Dax really hit it off of Dax I didn't know Dax very well other than the college range we were in the same region together he went to Steamville there at Tarleton and he might have won hell he might have won the 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 region in one year or the other but and not to get into too much detail but I was I was on the fence about Dax he, he wouldn't socialize a whole lot you know and we were all pretty just college kids pretty bubbly and happy to go party and all that stuff yeah. and, and he seemed like he was maybe a little bit too serious for us. And I didn't know what to think. <laughs> too about much. It. Yeah. This, you can't be a professional bull rider. You should I, be a CEO of a freaking oil that, company. Somewhere. That's, <laughs> and that's, you nailed it. Jake. I just thought, man, this guy, I'm around, I'm just speaking of Denny. I'm around, around guys like that and Ty and everything. And it, and it was still serious when you climbed in there, yeah. you know, it was time to go to work, but everything up leading that. And then somebody slapped you on the back of the head before you nodded. That was, it was all about fun and games. And that was good for me because it kept, it kept all the real tense series. Uh, you know, it was just, it was really good for me to f- kind of forget about the riding part and let, let my subconscious take over. It really, it really was. And, and so I really, you know, Dax was, was too serious. I thought, but until we got into that, into that plane, and and that was all because of Norman, 
you know, he became one of my best friends. And I just, he, uh, I'm, I'm sad to say now that I, I just, I never speak to the guy, which is a shame because him and I just, Dax is one of the guys, I mean, he, he killed for it. He's just a wonderful person. And, uh, and I, and I, I miss talking to him because he's uh what a, what an ace of a guy. So well, that's cool. Yeah. 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 So you speak of the, of Norman Curry going 10 for 10, uh, you twice went nine <laughs> for 10. Uh, yeah. what happened? What you couldn't pull off the last one or, or how, how did those slide out for you? It's, uh, was it the 10th? It wasn't the 10th bowl in the 10th round both times, was it? No, it was, it was number nine in, in 91 when I got on Pacific bell. And then it was mm. number 10 in the, in the 96, uh, that one that when Adriano and I both were up to ride 10 that, that final day, Jason and, uh, Adriano, I blame it on him. Cause he was first. He said, he said, the pace. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he put all that pressure on you. Oh yeah, he put all the pressure on me, and I just and I and really honestly, it was it was a it was a total glitch. It was I it went through all the work for seven and a half, but you guys know as well as I do, you got to ride them for ten, right? You got to ride yeah. them for ten. What bull and got it, you in '96? It was it was actually the one that got me there and finalized our deal that final weekend in San Francisco at the Cow Palace that put me up into the NFR was Dogface K9 Dogface. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah of those guys up there, you know, up there. Hutzel? Yeah. Dan, Donnie uh, Hutzel. Was the combo deal? Donnie Hutzel? No, there was a crew up there, wasn't there? Yes. Uh, yeah. They, they all had those Red Bulls, remember? There were several of them. Matt Bear, Swahila. And, and some of them come from Border Patrol. Was more of a – was Border Patrol not his? Uh, Didn't those Bulls – who's the guy in southern British Columbia that raised the yeah. Bulls Center? Yeah. I have to ask you. Yeah, right. Kid? Yeah. Kadich, Kitch, Kadich. I don't uh, know. Kadich was the big Bramers, like the. He was he, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. give me lying. Yeah, yeah, you know, he, he was he. You know, you saw him. You know, years prior, he just really blow a lot of action and and just just be just throw a lot of stuff at you. and You just got to be ready for it. And and it's and Cow Palace was just kind of funny. I it was our last bull and and last weekend and Mark Adron and I made a Mark Kane and Adron and I made a huge pr- uh, push after the PBR world finals. And I'd had a, had really just had a really bad groin and really started getting serious about stretching stuff to try to get by that. And we'd already just entered up and long story short, we ended the Cal palace. We were really, we were rock and rolling and we qualified all three of us that last oh, week. Just, in a just bar. pissing those PRCA yeah. guys off. Oh. Eh? Yeah. 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 Here's, yeah. here's these PBR yeah. guys yeah. coming in and taking coming our spots. Yeah, we just and just wrecked it, right? And, <laughs> and and if you had asked me the weekend before Cal Palace, you guys know Cal Palace. I mean, it's the last, you know what I mean? It ain't the chances of that, it just ain't gonna happen. You know what yeah. I mean? To win that kind of money in an RCA rodeo like that is just the lot the stars have got aligned so perfect. And it did not only for me and not for Mark, but all three of us. All three of us, you know, ended up like I don't know what 11, 12, 13, 13, 14, 15, whatever it was, whatever it did, it put us all three in there that last weekend to qualify. And, and then it goes to show you that, you know, I can get through all the first nine and pretty, I can look back and say, you know, I had some, I really drew kind of good middle of the road type bulls and, and, and had just a great week. I felt great. And then I get back and I draw that red bull in the 10th round. And I mean, I did, I just fell off of him. I, just, oh, shit. I mean, my, my, I'm telling you a little girl could have ridden that bull that day. <laughs> so, 
I'm and and I mean that it was. Uh, I can it, tell it's still like yesterday. <laughs> oh my god, y'all! My wife was like, "Man, you got to get over this. This is like a month later. You got to get." You know what I mean? And this is see everything we talk about. I you know got this team things coming up, and I I gotta practice what I preach, not do what I do, don't do what I did, and uh, what you need to do, and and that's the the obsession, right? And the dwelling. You got it. You you got to look back at what maybe you did wrong and what you did right, but you can't be obsessive. You got to, you got to let it go and move on and, and try to, you know, change some things and improve. But at the same time, that was a hard one to get over. Boy. That was, yeah. Well, in all fairness, five for five, one year later at the PBR world finals. Yeah, made up for it. It did. It did. I guess that was a little bit. And, uh, you know, speaking of Adrian, you know, and that's just full life, right? He went down, you know, some, some weeks before the, maybe it was as early as August. I can't remember. What happened and to so, him? Wasn't it something, it wasn't riding, was it? it was, or what? It, what no, happened? it was a quirky deal. I think he was actually pulling a bull rope down in Bajetos, which we'd all been to, you know, years prior to that. We went and I think it was when Hog was still alive. We went in 94, 95, I think Tanner. And then, yeah, that was, you know, whatever it was, 90, 90, that was 97. And we missed 96 and, and seven, but I think he was pulling a bull rope right there and the bull come back around there and hit him right there on the, on the back of the bucket shoots and broke his leg. Jesus. Um, yeah. Broke his leg right there. Maybe that so, was his cover up. Maybe it was the Brazilian mafia. He was tied in some way, somehow. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe so. Well, whatever it was, he threw me a bone, didn't he? He threw me a big bone and, and it cracked the door. It cracked. I think there was maybe two or three of us. I know Cody Hart and I had a, had a mathematical chance really. I mean, mathematically, and, and it did. It was just the role you guys know. I mean, any sport, any any job, whatever. It just it was my time, and it, it, the stars aligned, and I, I did I did do my job. Rode a bunch of bulls and got in there, and then just really drew some solid type animals there. Not like today where there's, I mean, King Kong every round. You know what I mean? They're just yeah. like, you're, you're not gonna duck them nowadays, right? They're just I mean, it's too many more. of them. Too oh, many of them. God. Yeah. Hell, half of them are still at the house, right? We can yeah. only bring so many of them. Yeah. So I did. I really drew some great bulls and just solid. And uh, and then, you know, came away with the win. Unfortunately, Adrian was sitting there watching us as, as it happened. And uh, so Cody Art and I had a, had a, a chance. And it just it worked out good for me. So. Raisin Cane, Canadian bull, was the, oh, was right. the clincher, right? That's right. That yeah. little brand down horn. Yeah. yeah. Clinched yeah. Yeah, yep, that's right. I don't even remember who owned that bull. You guys, remember? Harvey Northcott. Yeah, Northcott. Was it Harvey Northcott. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. So obviously, dream come true. Uh, flashback to, we'll say the earlier '90s now of of um, the PBR, the original founder of the PBR. Thousand uh, dollars turned into life changing moments for you guys. But maybe start with the the BRO was going on at the time. PRCA was going on at the time. Uh, how did, how did, how did the PBR situation come to, to you? Was it something that you guys were all talking about, uh, that you wanted to do? I know Shaw Sullivan was, was he doing that on his own, the, the BRO stuff, or was there riders a part of that too? What's kind of the, the gist of, of the, the BRO to the PBR to all this stuff to, I guess, to what it is now, but the originality of it from the rodeo to, to your role within it too. And I think without, without, you know, drawing it out and, 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 to, in too much detail, Tanner, and and to try to hit maybe the, some higher points of what happened was, you know, Shaw, which is again something, you know, he was a a guy out of that southern 
uh, Wyoming area and, and a business guy. I think he was probably a business major, real, you know, cerebral type individual. And, and I think always inspired to be a, a great bull rider from what I understood and, and what I learned from Shaw back is, you know, I'm a 20, 21 year old kid, um, one of the new guys on the scene. And, and here's this, this new bull riding uh, league, mm-hmm. so to speak, or bull riding the, uh, series that, that he had created his brainchild. And, and what greater thing to come along from going to, you know, a hundred rodeos a year and that type these, these types of scenarios out there. Like we talked about the George Paul down in Del Rio, you know, where you could go on and, you know, go to a performance one night and get on two, maybe three bulls and two, three hours and win 10 grand. I mean, that's, that's a big lick, right? I and mean, that's yeah. a, that's a big deal. So, um, you know, fast forward after, you know, I was doing really well, those, those BROs along with the PRC videos. I, I think where everything went south with Shaw was, you know, you kind of trying to dictate a little bit too much. And, you know, you take, you take individuals, like Cody Lambert and Tuff Hedeman and, and Bobby, Delvecchio. you know, these, yeah, these, I mean, you're talking Alpha about males. Yeah, exactly. And, and you call it, you can call it whatever you want, call it egos, call it, you know, whatever you want to call it, but you, you can't go in there and dictate to a bunch of guys that are, you know, past world champions, current world champions, and, and, you know, a very individualistic sport and, and this yeah. type of thing and tell them that you're going to do this, this, and this um, just that approach, I, I think was where he, where he went off, off the rails right and, and and the thing about it was you guys he, he knew all those guys i mean he knew who they were and and you know where they come from and that type of thing but neither here nor there i mean i'm i'm you know you can imagine the who's who of, of all yeah. the bull riders going there and and without going into a lot of detail what happened to, to send it off the rails it was just another antagonist um, to, to put us into that hotel room there in 1992 in Scottsdale, um, say, Hey, look, you know, if, if we need to come together, so we all have maybe a voice together. Right. And you, and you have some, uh, have some voice that, that that's able to get some things done, kind of the old strength and numbers type thing. Right. We'd all been PRC and, you know, tough and Cleed obviously been, you know, rodeoing for years prior to me. I'm just this young kid along for the ride. I really was, I mean, I was, you know, obviously, you know, I looked up to Cleet. I looked up to Tough, and you know, these are guys that were six, eight years to my senior that I wanted to be like Arch, uh, Clint Bronger, uh, Bobby Elvecchio, um, uh, Ted Noose, uh, Marty Stannard. Uh, of course, Aaron Seamus is in there. Brent Thurman. Uh, these these types of individuals are in that room. Jim Sharp. You know, the who's who, right? And, and to say that we're going to create this thing and, and we're going to, we're going to have a voice in, in what we, what we do going ahead. And maybe it was, it was a pipe dream to say the least you guys, right. Well, you had to have the hair on your nuts to write that check at yeah. your age. Well, oh, it was, and, and, maybe, it, yeah. and, and, and you guys, I don't know how much, you know, or, or maybe I'm repeating myself for people who are listening to this, but at that time, you know, I just won the biggest, the biggest rodeo that there was. Well, you were flush. You were flush with cash, then, eh? You well, just ready to lay it down. <laughs> and, it, and it's just, and what's what's really, un, which which I'm, it's almost sickening to say, but it's it was exactly the opposite because yeah. you know I just came off of of winning the NFR, riding nine out of ten bulls, won the average, but and and being with Norman and Dax and Mark and having the airplanes and the entry fees and the turnout fees and all that stuff of, of ninety one. And then you go in there and you win 50, 50, 60 grand like I did. You think you're never going to have another broke day in your life. Yeah. But 
hey, soon right after December and Christmas, what's <laughs> what falls that? You know, tax day <laughs> is coming in, in, yeah. in a few months, right? Yeah. And then Uncle, Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam says, <laughs> all right, all right, young man, it's time to pay up now. Yeah. And and so it, it really was, you know, and Robin's pre, pre-med, she's in school and, and these types of things. And, you know, we're a, a fairly newly wed couple. It, you know, we've only been married at that time, just just over a year. And, uh, you know, trying to trying to make ends meet and everything and, and entry fees and all that stuff. I, I really was. I was dead crack broke and just come off the NFR. So and, and I already had our winter winter rodeos going, which were, you know, entry fees were four or five hundred dollars each of those. Yeah. So anyway, back to the, back to getting together in that hotel room. So to write that check for a thousand dollars, Jason, that was, that was a big deal. And, and, and to come home and I've said this many times before and, and, and it, looking back, it's, it's kind of laughable. But at that time, when I told Robin that I'd wrote a check for a thousand dollars, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a great day or great weeks ahead for the for, for G-man. In the, back. <laughs> it was, the doghouse. It, back then that's that's a lot of money to college kids and and so it it, but to jump ahead 15 years later when when we all decided as a group as board members uh as an organization randy of course spearheading that and what he'd done with the pbr you guys you guys know the story i mean randy was Mm -hmm. just obviously the instrumental force behind all of that i mean he just obviously we had his back as a board and that type of thing but to sell the company in, 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 uh, 2007 and for the original shareholders to come out like they did is, is truly like the American dream that you, you oh, hear. Yeah. It, it really, it really was right. You guys know, I mean, guys like Jerome who've given everything, right. I mean, he's, in, you know, he's in the wheelchair, you know, just things like that, that, that bull riders go through and have been through and, and to come out of there like that. And it changed, it changed your life. It changed your kids' lives. Right. And, Generational. It's, yeah. you know, for generations. Yes. It's generational change. And, and so it was, uh, it was just something, it was again, a, a pipe dream that turned out uh, amazingly, amazingly well and, and better than we could have ever dreamed. So uh, I was just glad, you know, glad to be a part of it and, and oh, to be a, a, a big part of the board and stuff. So it's huge. And now look at it, look, where, yeah. look where, where things go. If you, if you keep hold of them and take care of, you know, what you raise and, and that type of thing, whether it be kids or a business or whatever. And, you know, here we got now this next, this next uh, stage yeah. of the life. Yeah, of the and here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go on the next part of the podcast. And, yeah, and yeah. this is when I reached out to you, G man, this is one of the, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to dig in with you and talk about it because there's so many questions and yeah, all this anticipation of this. I, I I'm with you. This, this could be what takes yep this sport to the next level on uh without a doubt and uh, i agree i agree you you know when you got that call from sean um were you game on right then or did you need to think about it and have a discussion with the family i wasn't i mean i'll tell you exactly where i was i was at speaking of soccer i was at soccer practice with my son you know it's about a 30 minute drive from here and he called me and i can't tell you it was right after you know the christmas break and america started back practicing uh jason there and uh, I was I was just about to step out of the, the car and go put down my little fold out seat and, and watch Merrick practice and 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 Sean and we and we talked you know Sean and I've been friends for a long time you know he was Randy's you know underling or second if you want to call him yeah. you know for yeah. for many yeah. years 
and then took the helm when Randy left, you know, uh, some, you know, many years ago now, and has done just phenomenal things on his, you know, spearheading the PBR and, and with the second sale and stuff. And, and so it was good to hear him. And I, I, I didn't think anything about it. I thought we were just going to kind of shoot the shit a little bit. And, and uh, he went to tell me about this and, and I really was, I was like, wow. And of course I just, you know, my wheels started turning, right? I thought, man, this, um, and, and thinking at that moment, you know, like the global cup that I'd yeah. had, you know, when we had that first global cup, I don't know if y'all remember it, they had it in 2007 and down in Australia, yep. we had it. And I can't remember Randy asked, I thought there was maybe somebody else that was in position to be the coach. Long story short, I ended up going down there and that type of thing. But what I'm saying is, is, is the things that we saw like Cowboys for a cause or these events that were kind of team based. And so I, my, my mind was already wondering and, and, and seeing what we'd seen uh, up there when I was, when I stepped in for the Mexican team, right. When we were up there in Edmonton, Edmonton. Yeah. 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 And just coaches team know, Mexico. That, Love it. Does that get you any, does that get you any free, does that get you any free weeks in Puerto Vallarta or, <laughs> yeah. or anything? Was there any I perks think, like that? I think the, I think that kind of went out the window when they figured the only Spanish I could speak was really dirty Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get the perks. You don't get the, you know, you've, the been, uh, you've been crossed off for the future on the, on the Mexican team. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, but anyway, I, so of course I started all over the place thinking about, wow, this is, this is good stuff. Right. And, and Sean's been holding this, you know, in this war chest, so to speak, for for quite some time because of COVID. And Since everything. Edmonton. Since he, Edmonton. Said, is that the Global Cup. Okay. Yep. I there met him. Go. I was flying from somewhere and he was flying in. We were meeting at the Edmonton International to go down and, and take a look at the venue and everything for that Global Cup and whatever it was, 17, 2017 in Edmonton. Yep. And on the car ride in, I remember him discussing it. This yep. is where we're getting, this is where we need to go. So here we are, five there years are. later. There Finally, we are. it's coming. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm getting this call about the the discussion you had again that many years ago, and uh, and 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 again we, let's talk about geographics. You know, uh, all things happen for a reason or whatever. And here I was, and it and it's a poke at him. And that's my son Merrick about moving me down to to Austin, Texas, and 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 this team, this team this this the two owners the family that owns this team they wanted this team to be based out of austin and so here i am um so sean approaches me about if this would be something i would entertain and be uh, consider being the coach and 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 to answer your question did, did i jump right on it i didn't and and the reason i didn't was because not that i didn't you know, I wouldn't jump, want to jump right in and, and be a part of, you know, you two guys, for instance. I mean, you know, guys that I just, I love being around and talking, you know, it's our world, right? It's the world that we just, we, we love being a part of our, mm -hmm. you know, our friendships, yeah. our camaraderie, all of that. I mean, it's just such, such a great, uh, just a great lifestyle and, 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 to, and to be a part of all that. But, you know, here's my son, such a crucial time in his life. You know, he's a teenager, 13 years old, and, and we moved down here for soccer. So obviously this thing is, is, uh, is exciting and, and everything, but I try, I've really tried to, to calm myself down, even on that, in that, the minutes and in the hour that we spoke about, about this thing. And I told him, well, I, I need to talk to him. He said, oh, absolutely. 
And I, and then I think maybe in the next conversation, I said, well, what would you think about having like a, like a co-coach type thing? And, and, and he, he'd already been thinking about that. Maybe there was some way I could share the responsibility because I was worried about, um, you know, Robin being, and is working down here in wow. Austin, um, still doing her pathology thing and sharing that responsibility because of what I'm trying to, to be and do for Merrick while we're here. That's why we're here to begin with. Right. Um, anyway, enough of that. I, I talked to Robin about it and Hey, I called Sean back, um, after that conversation and said, Hey, I'm in, I'm in a hundred percent. I said, I, I just, and he, I think he was, he kind of was silent for a second. He couldn't believe that I even hesitated that day before those two days before that. But, but I think having his own kids and they were grown, he, he, he understood him. He was an athlete, right? He was a baseball player. And, and he understood where I think a little bit where I was coming from, but he was like, well, I, 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 it didn't surprise him um, that I did jump back in, you know, with both feet and say, man, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do, I gotta do this. Yep. And I'm so glad that I am. And, and Robin put it this way, you guys. I mean, we started talking about it and she's like, what a, what a great thing for your son to see. Right. And to be, we just went to Seattle. I know I'm jumping around here a little bit, but we went to oh, that's Seattle. Perfect. Yep. Right. And he's, and he's getting meat guys right there coming you know he's meeting you know he met your brother you know jesse comes out with the bullfighters him and lucas and 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 webb they're coming out there and he's getting a chance to meet those guys tanner yeah. you know if you'd have been there you met you jason yeah, you'd cool. be, you know just to, just to meet these cats that are are part of this world that we're talking about and that we are a part of how, how can you go wrong with that i mean he's you know for yeah, you to see right. that and be around guys like that it, it'll and it and and what it will do to his his game too right i mean i think about his game of of soccer and and what it could you know put some you know that type of spot positive spin on that so anyway i just yeah i'm really thrilled about attitude yeah the mental attitude all that stuff and uh and and as far as the coaching is concerned you know i've talked to clean about this a lot because you know we go way back we've traveled many many miles together and stuff and and i'm i'm apprehensive about it just because i've never been in a coaching capacity tanner you and i have had a little bit of experience together because we did the jared allen bull team together yep. and you and i visited at length about certain things and and uh you know some things you were going through and and it, you know whether it be a challenge or you know the good sides so it's just a matter of i think uh you know building a rep you know repertoire with these these kids that we draft and and trying to come to a, a point where i can deliver a message to these guys and and hopefully be some sort of whether it be a mentor and, and and coach and and hopefully be this this guy in the room that can help keep their attitude uh where it needs to be and and be a driving force for the gamblers and 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 just build a, a culture around this team that everybody would love to be a part of and want to be a part of from an athlete standpoint to a sponsor to uh you know, anybody that's fan. involved. Fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Getting to know your players, I guess, right? Like uh, any coach at the highest level, you're not teaching the guys how to ride bulls, but facilitating to get the best uh, out performance them. out of them, you know, every yeah. time that they can do it. So yeah. with the number one pick, you should have a, have a pretty solid, solid yeah. choice of, of your how number one that? guy. Good team. <laughs> Uh, is that, that yeah? Is that something that, that excites you? The first ever All Team Series first pick. Um, I kind of would guess who you're who you're uh, leaning towards in in this day and age. But uh, what's the what's the number one 
pick feel like? Is that add pressure to you or is that something that you guys are all just super excited about? Oh, super excited. You know, I, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out just a few quick things. So, so the two owners were in Madison square garden, right? Mm-hmm. They, they were one of the last to join the, 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 the team ownership or the ownership, um, you know, list. So they got one ball right in, in this lottery. Right. And let's say Cody Lambert and the Rattlers have, I think what they have six ball, whatever. So we're, the odds are way against our favor. What do you think happens? We, we get the one ball hits it. I mean, right. So made, were, you, and, were you standing by cleat or sitting by cleat when that happened? But this is what happened. So this is, this is the drag you guys, my wife and son and I were, you know, we're, we're, we're going to Madison square gardens. We, we test positive all three uh, of them. We all mid. feel great. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. couldn't go. Yeah, so that shit. night, whatever time it was, the owner calls me. He's on the phone, and they're you know they've had a few drinks, and they're just having a good time. <laughs> they're not gonna believe this. And I, said, and I knew. I said, "You got to be shitting me!" And <laughs> and sure as hell, we got the first draft pick. So Unreal. right out of the gate, you know, and, and sure enough, I wasn't there next door to like you know Cleed or Mac or Ross yeah. or any of them to poke them in the you know poke them in the guts and say ah you know kind of thing. You know, yeah. start that whole ribbing thing, but uh, it worked out good, and here we are. And and of course, you know, you guys know the the deal. I mean, he's this number one draft pick. It's it's a given. Now I say it's a given. You know, he's been hurt uh, the last several weeks, and uh, and and who's to know? We we've got yeah. what we got two events left. Got the world finals to go through. Hell, five guys in the top list of the, the draft or, or or top draft picks could go down. This is bull. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ever changing and ever evolving and, and that type of thing. Hell, Kyler Oliver, we found out just days ago, or, you know, not in the too long distance past here. He's, he's got a broken neck, broken neck, you know, he's the broken yep. neck. And, yep. and then this Mauricio, he's, he's got this hip problem. I just thought it was his groin when I saw him in Seattle, yep. but here we are again, just, just proof again, that w- w- what the sport is and how dangerous and brutal it is. And, uh, um, um, it's just, it is what it is, but Jose Vitor Lene is, 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 I think he's a specimen. Isn't he? And I've used that word a few other times in some of our recent interviews that he, the guy is just phenomenal. And yeah. I think if, if you didn't go with him uh, for a first draft pick, I think you'd be nuts because he's, you guys know, he's a two time t- champion. You know, he's up for his third. You might lose his, your job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so might, might lose your job if you, if you sway differently. I mean, look at Kyle. Yeah. I mean, he goes out and, yeah. and, and wins this money at the, the Global Cup weekend. So, you know, you got another cat that can, that Pretty can really – two right there. Cooper yeah, I mean, Davis being out, he'll be back, shit like that. Yeah, yeah there's lots yeah. of those, lots of moving parts. That, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, uh, you know, this snake draft, you guys, I mean, was, we get that first pick, but then we're not back again until 16. So, yeah. you know, and you start talking about depth, and we, yeah, I know we can get it. That's a whole other thing we can get into, but uh, the long and the short of it is it's just – it's a great to be a part of it. And, 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 and But back to Lemmy and the culture and the atmosphere in the locker room, yeah. How do you, and, and back to what I mentioned about college and, and what we, you know, just us three talking about the camaraderie, you have a, a guy or a captain or the leader of your squad and, 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 and put him and you build your crew around him. How do, how do you not rise and, and ride that much better when you have a cat like that uh, kind of, yeah. you know, leading the charge, right? I mean, he's just going to, yeah. And everything I hear about him, 
is just is then there and more. I mean, he's just you know, Cody can't see enough about him. Everybody says that that and to see him this last weekend after taking some shots over the last three or four weeks, come back in such a commanding fashion, yeah. and we just take it to him. You know, it's uh, ninety four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, just there's a few more in the tank, I think. Yeah, a couple, I bet, <laughs> one or two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one good question I had. Um, uh, there's tons of moving parts with this whole team series, and I'm sure just as it grows and, and as it changes, there's going to be different rules and different things that come into play and uh, mindsets of the guys. Um, one of the bigger questions that I've had is, is what is the, what are the coaches say yourself, um, Lambert, some of the other coaches on the team, what are they expecting like level of commitment wise from the guys? Are they, are these guys going to be moving to these cities and practicing during the weeks, all that aspects like other sports, are they still living at home? You guys meet on the weekends. Is there how, you know, the level of commitment, say these guys with families, um, you know, young guys, it wouldn't be a problem, right? Like, like yeah. anything roll in, but um, yeah, level of commitment wise, what, what are the coaches is different? Is it different for all the coaches? Maybe you can speak for yourself, but what what is uh, what's everybody kind of thinking for for how these teams are going to play out during the week and on the weekends and, and traveling, living, all that sort of aspect of it? I think I think to answer the question, Tanner, from I think the general consensus that I'm hearing, you know, and I, and I'll state for us first that you know since we all such as yourself, you know, being where you're from and that type of thing, I, I think to, to, you know, to uproot anybody, at least from, from our perspective is, is not conceivable. It's just not something that, you know, we're all from all different parts of the, you know, the country and that type of thing. And I, now I'm not going to get into the fact of, of an Australian or anything like, because it's, you know, you're only talking about, you know, 10 events, but, um, but as far as the guys here at home in the States and, you know, the Canes, I mean, that's something that, that I don't think we've even, even considered. I mean, the guys are, you know, obviously traveling to these events and that type of thing. <clears throat> the gamblers, I think this thing is so new yeah. that you, you could, you could possibly see, and I, and I hate to speak for the other teens, but I, I, I guess things could evolve into, you know, when you see the, you know, the NFL guys, when they go in and they have their season and that type of thing, it, it can, it can lead to that. But right now, I think at least from our perspective is, is, is the guys are going to, well, I'll meet at, at the events, that type of thing. As far as <coughs> venturing further from, or talking about, <coughs> pardon me, in the sense of, of the training aspect and, and the expectations there, huge expectations. I think I was just on the phone yesterday with Antoine from the, the sports uh, performance center there in Pueblo. You know, he's been spearheading that for Sean and the PBR now for, for what, three going on four. It's been a number of years. Yeah. And he's, I mean, the man doesn't sleep at night because he just, it's crazy because he's, a, he's an NFL uh, past football player, right? That's what his, his, you know, his life was before joining the PBR and and he's just wrapped himself in in the PBR and 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 the the guys the athletes, and uh, you know I think designed a program and and really learned the sport of bull riding. And I was speaking to him yesterday about you know coming and and being somewhat involved in a in a sort of manner, which he'll be he's not going to be exclusive to us by any 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 manner, but yep. but he'll he'll come and and do some. Uh, some training with us and, and our guys and, and kind of lay out some groundwork. And that'll, I think that's going to be for everyone. We're going to do some adjoining things with the other teams, I think, and that's from that standpoint. But uh, to, to answer your question, I think more in depth, I think you'll see that this is, this is serious. This is serious stuff in a whole nother level. Like Jason was talking about a minute ago and you as well about, 
this is going to change the landscape even more so. And I think this is that next level that I, I can't even conceive. I mean, when you sit here and talk about possibilities, but it's, yeah. I, I think the sky is the limit. Let's put it that way. Maybe that's yeah. the word, right. You, you, you bring this kind of ownership in there. Yes. Uh, their contacts, like, yeah. and not that the PBR isn't there. We're already doing events in Madison Square Garden and Staples yeah. Center. But look at look at the ownership you're bringing to the table here. Where and their comp- their compete level that they have as well too. To, for sure, know, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah the who's going to benefit? It's yeah. it's the athletes, right? It's going to right. Yeah, it's, it's great. There's just this whole and that's that's this platform is just it's just been blown up, right? And this Rolodex that these folks bring to the table and the in the, yeah. the possibilities. I, I mean, just, see your, I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, well, somebody just announced their first sponsor, um, a chip company potato chip company is that right coming. yeah i just saw it on instagram and forgive yeah. me i didn't even pay too yeah. close attention to it but yeah there's your first sponsor for a team right there yeah and i mean i could and, with and that, new to know, pbr it wasn't an existing pbr sponsor yeah you know? see. so here we yeah, go yeah there'll be so many different things coming it's, it's going to be in this and in, in we're talking what are we we're the 18th 18th of april you know we're drafting guys you know basically a month away you know we're yeah we're, after the world the finals in, in Fort Worth, which sounds strange again to say the world finals in, is already yeah. <laughs> it just does it just it does, right? I mean, we're yeah. talking about all these things and these moving parts that are part of this, but it, it's uh it's 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 changing. And we kind of backing up a little bit, guys. We as a board on the PBR, we talked about this many years. Many years we talked about having a distinct season. We just did because you take myself, you know, multiple surgeries, mostly on the shoulders and all of us, right. Having our surgeon, having that off time to get well and get back into riding shape and that type of thing. It just never materialized. It just never, it never happened because you had, you know, you had all these, these events throughout the, you know, entire the entire year, you're, yeah. you know, you're, yeah, you never that, stop. You yeah. never stopped. Right. Yeah. But you had, you had people that were putting on bull ridings, you know, how, what do you do? What do you do for, right. I mean, there was just so many different, parts of that that you you needed to satisfy um you know your producers and and people that were putting on the bull rides and, and putting you know money in the in the you know whether it be the stock contractors or the bull, all of us that were you're trying to satisfy throughout the year and not just some some five or six month season or whatever so it never materialized i just want to throw that in there and here we are you know from january and you say that now it's, it's all the more it's it's real to think that you know another month we're going to crown our world champion for 2022 um but again this is that that uh that you just crowned one six months ago <laughs> i just uh, exactly it doesn't yeah. it just doesn't seem proper does it, it just doesn't seem right well but, nothing's uh, nothing's been right the last couple of years it seems right yeah, so what a, what a perfect time great point jason to say <laughs> hey if there's been a time to do it it's now and yeah. make big change like this and i think you know we've had you and maybe you guys have too there's been some apprehension about this from our fans and stuff and they're you know you you i've heard kind of i've heard about half and half saying they don't know what to think about this i said well have you guys enjoyed the global cup have you enjoyed some of these other events where you had a group of cats that are together and they feed off each other well yeah we really really enjoyed watching you know yeah. canadians or or the mexicans kind of come together and feed off one another i said well this is this is that and just the gravy too you're just gonna it's gonna be you're gonna have it you know 10 different weekends with the world finals and culminating in vegas so i just you know trying to put it in that perspective for them i think what few i've spoke to at some of these these uh, utbs it's kind of been half and half for the fans that i've talked to or you know, they're, they're, uh, they're not, some are, and some aren't excited about it. So 
change change is always yeah. hard no matter you know if you yeah, can if you is. got the vision and can kind of see it and know where it's going to go it always you know people yeah. enjoy it but change is always yeah. hard i'm guessing in hard. a couple of years this will be what everybody's yeah. into right just like you say it, it adds so yeah. much so much to the sport and yeah, i think so. for, for everybody it's gonna be cool it'll be I, good I, to see you guys you you uh you and your buddies going head to head too i'm sure you guys <laughs> will be joking around is there any uh is there any trash talk on the side oh, so man. bunch yeah, of stuff man. on the go you know it you know it. i was we were we were talking the other day about it and just you know what a what a great thing to be because of of, of our of our history, right. Just yeah. of the history and in, in the, in the guys you're, you're, you're speaking of specifically and to be able to have that, uh, that kind of rivalry. Uh, yeah, you get to compete you know, against each other again. Yeah. <laughs> right? I know. It's fantastic. Okay. Right. And build a, you know, poke fun and raise, raise a lot of help. Uh, I think quite frankly with each other and that type of thing. But at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're like all on the same ship going to the same, in the same place. But uh, we can we can have a battle on yeah. the, you know a battle on somebody's the ship gonna win. itself. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> gonna win. And what, what what how much more fun can you have than that, right? Yeah. It's like well, you know whether oh, it be yeah. whether yeah. it be with uh, your buddies. Uh, I remember last time we were up in your neck of the woods. You know we go to the we go to the go the go kart track, and I remember all I remember was Flint was Flint was in front of me for a little while. I was like, he can't do that. To me. <laughs> you know? so He's not going to be me. Put him into the wall, you know? And so, you know, so what better chance to, to go and have, have some, some fun with your friends and a just good, solid competition. So it's, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And, and, and at the end of the day, you guys, it's all about, it's all about, you know, the business and, and putting more money in the Cowboys pockets and, yeah. and, and, and the contractors and the bullfighters and, and, the, and giving the fans all the more to get enthusiastic and, and to introduce, you know, our sport in a whole new light to new fans. So, I mean, it is, like you said earlier, Jason, you guys, I mean, just this, uh, this sport of ours to, to expose it all the more in, in, in a different way that, that I think we can get people excited about you know, and, and get behind it. And, and when I look at the gamblers, you know, this new team of Austin FC, the, the soccer team, I mean, the people and the fans, man, they've come out of the woodwork for this place. So why not come out for, you know, the Fort Worth Rattlers and get behind their new professional for team? Sure. Yeah, for, absolutely. Right. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, the home, the home games, that's, you know, yeah. that's, I think that's as big a part of this process to build yes. this, this idea yes. is anything you've got to have right. fan base. Absolutely. You do. Home you do. field advantage, you Damn know, right. Damn right. Hope, Get them excited hope, about it. You yeah. know, you look at college football or NFL football or NHL hockey, when you go to a home rink nine times out of 10, they're oh. all wearing the same color, right? It oh, might not yeah. be the exact right. same thing, but they're, you know, yeah. the, the, the audience is all blue or all red. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I hope I hope this is I hope this is the answer. I, I'm I'm excited about it. I well, and and, and you nail it. as we as we as we look at this, and I and and, and again I, I'm mentioning soccer again as I I dove into this world. You know, Jurgen Klopp, who is who's Liverpool's um, you know guy, and he just came in there, and you just see this sea of red, right? And what they've do, what he's done, you know, he's brought in this this culture and this atmosphere that man, everybody is just. I mean, he is. You know, well, we're seeing it up here in Canada, um, over top of our PBR finals, not over top, sorry, it was the, or what? Yes, it was Tanner, eh? The Friday night at where our, our Edmonton Eskimos, the Canadian football league football. team plays. Yeah. Okay. So they, in that stadium, they had the soccer game, Canada oh, yeah. versus, was it Mexico? 
Something like that. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. It was huge. 30, 38,000 oh. 38, yeah. people. Oh. Yeah. You know? I mean, they, they're, they're just eating it up, right? And yeah. I mean, and and I, I never, I, 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 you know, speaking of the Shetland Pony or playing football, I mean, I grew up and I, and I loved everything about football because I, even though I am who I am and I'm my so-called persona, I mean, I, the thing Contact I like sport, I loved it. I yeah, loved yeah. it. And, and we're speaking about this, this healthy thing, this healthy, con, you know, rivalry with my pals, you know, it, it's, it's going to, you know, just have that. Are we going to have contact? No. I mean, it's not about the con, but it's just, you know, at our age, and I think that's why I think I could have been a Canuck just, just, just fine. Cause man, Hawks was right up my, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I got a new appreciation for soccer because it is physical. And if you're playing the game right, no, I, now I don't agree with them flopping and popping on the field and all that stuff. I, no. I mean, that's I'm a grown man. I, it'd be hard for me to go home and look at my kids and I and say, oh yeah, dad's laid on the ground for three minutes and cried and whined about <laughs> or whatever. But so I don't get any of that. But I mean, I, but it's, but it's a physical game and, and to see, you know, what what the fans. I mean, they get behind these these. Uh, you know, Manchester city and they, and, and Liverpool and to see this game. And uh, I just, I, I envision us at, at these, at these arenas, you know, whether it be up near you guys, or we were at Madison square gardens, or we're at the new Moody center, where we're going to have our events, brand new building here in yeah. Austin and have our fans come out to, to support the, the gamblers. If we can, you know, get, the, get our, our people behind yeah. our guys I mean, yeah, that home field, you know, that, that's, oh. that's stuff. I mean, it's exciting. Yeah, right? very much. Oh man. Okay. This has been, uh, we've held you for a long time. I do apologize. Hope you're, uh, no, you can't. I'm the one you're I, that, no, that's gold, man. And I, we yeah. didn't even get into, I say it all the time, but this one is legit because I, I need, I, we haven't talked about little yellow jacket. Uh, I wanted to talk about, um, Brent Thurman, um, Enterprise PBR, your broadcasting, all that stuff. So we got to do this again if if uh, if you're into it. Yes, well, if you sure. guys are up for more. Oh more man, money. like yes. yeah, I could pick your brain for for years. And like I said, the you know you when we did the Jared Allen Pro Bowl team stuff, and and uh, when you were coaching, it was you know like like you're going to do with these guys. It's not necessarily what you taught me about bull riding, but lifestyle and mindset and all that other stuff, and just having somebody like yourself in your corner is, is so huge. And I think that's going to be such a benefit to these bull riders is having guys like yourself and Lambert and, and legends of the game um, behind them as much as they're behind themselves, that's going to give them the boost and that belief in them that, that you guys think that they can do that. I think it's, it's going to take the sport to new levels, which it has to, because these bulls are getting so fucking ranked that it's, you know, it's so difficult for these guys right now. So I think it's going to be crazy and, and really cool to see. So, Proud, uh, yeah, that's cool. Hopefully, uh, it's gonna be fun to watch and good to have you around more. You know, after you know you're yeah. talking, you you know, we get to see you now, and I got to see you on the weekend there, and then now you're gonna be at all these events. So it's 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 cool. It's great for the sport, and look forward to seeing you at all these different events. Thanks, Tim. That's 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 right. My own selfish reasons of of doing it so I can be around. You know, like guys like you and be on here today and. And, and going to these events, watching these young guys ride. And even though I wince a lot, I'm just ducking. I'm like, yes, you know, I'm like a dad. Like makes me nervous watching these kids because it, it is, man. It, when I was in Oklahoma City that first night, those young bulls, it looked like a war zone back here. Yeah. You know, guys, you know, Dalen got knocked out. I mean, it was just, it was, I'm like thinking, 
my wow. for the slightest second when I saw the first couple of bucks, I was like, man, I wish I was a chapped up ready. And then all that stuff happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm a <laughs> coach. I'm, I'm, I'm good. good coach. I'm good. I'm <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. So it's uh, good, good guys. Yeah. I, and it's good yeah. stuff. So thanks, thanks for having me today. And yeah, I appreciate the time getting to visit with you. hundred oh, percent. So. so I got to keep you for a couple more minutes because we have to, Absolutely. to ask yeah. you our, uh, uh, well, I gotta, I gotta get a Cody Lambert story from you too, because you're one of the closest <laughs> yeah. guys to Cody. And, uh, one of the, one of our, uh, parts on the show is, is, uh, is a Cody Lambert story, whether it be when he's got after you or, uh, everybody has a memory with Cody Lambert in our, in our industry. So I want to get your Cody Lambert <laughs> industry, but first I got to ask you our infamous question. This is the, the NFP podcast. So, uh, G man, what does hashtag NFP mean to you? It means, it, it means it's, uh, this day and age is all the more important, right? I mean, we need, you know, the, the, we need men, we need real men in this, in this, in this country, in this, in this world, I think. And, and, and all the more, I, I, so I think when somebody, and I, I try to teach my son this, that, you know, when you go do something, you do it deliberately and, and, and you mean it and, and still, you you know, your word is your bond and, and we, we have enough, sissies in the world and i just try to convey to him that that this that that men are a dying breed right mm-hmm. and and you gotta you gotta pull up your bootstraps and 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 kind of grab your nuts and and be a, and be a man and i just i i my dad told me one thing he never really preached to me about anything but he said you know what you treat others the way you want to be treated yourself and he said you live by that it's pretty simple and, and, and that's how I've always tried to live my life is, is just treat others the way you want to be treated. And, and, and it's a simple, it's a simple thing and, and, uh, and, and just be good to, good to folks and, and it, it'll come back, it'll come back to you. Um, and so I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm a really blessed individual who's, who, who was introduced to the Western lifestyle when I was a young kid and, it, uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't be happy with, with, with who I've been, you know, been able to be associated with my entire life because of that. Cause these are, these are real men. That's awesome. Cool. Okay. Yep. Is there, is there a, uh, is there a Cody Lambert memory? I know that, that, um, you've talked in different articles about how him and his wife have, have, you know, been around you and your wife for so long and you guys are such good friends, but, um, uh, such a mentor to, to so many guys in the sport. So yeah, it can be Ross's story was, was how he helped him find his wife and, and set up. And then, you know, other ones are, are good ass chewing stories and, and people letting Cody, letting you know what's up. Um, do you have a, do you have a Cody story being so close to him? You know what? I, I could probably sit here for a few minutes and come up with a, a lot of them, but one, <laughs> one, one comes, comes because we have traveled many, many miles together and, and talked with so many stories. Well, I've listened to so many stories just because of, of, yeah. of what's in his, you know, what's in his head and what's in his, his ledger, so to speak. But uh, one comes to mind. It wasn't so favorable as far as what I thought of him. And I, and I'd, I'd known or knew about him as a, as a teenage kid because he grew up not really that far from me mm-hmm. and his family came from the, the racehorse business. And, you know, his, his brother was a jockey and his dad, a horse trainer still is to this day, Cliff is. And I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm, I just bought my, had just purchased my permit in the, in the PRCA. And I was going to a rodeo in Pampa, Texas, which, you know, just outside of Amarillo there. And I remember pulling up and 
and, and there was a couple of us from college that went and one of them said, Hey, you need to go talk to Cody. Um, because he's, you know, he got on that bull back and he was one of Butler's bulls. If I remember <laughs> right. And I thought, Oh yeah. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of kicking, kicking tail in the college ranks. You know, I'm thinking I'm pretty hot shit. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I walked up, uh, be bopping up there, you know, pretty cool. I still had really long hair, you know, and this type of thing. And I said, I said, I said, Cody, you know, act like I'd known him for years. I say, hey, I got this such stuff like that, whatever. And he just looks at me and uh, he kind of just glares at me. Like, like we all <laughs> glare at me and he, and, and he was looking at my hair. Right. Cause I had hair past my shoulder. I mean, you know, I was from New Mexico. Kind of I had never cut my hair really. Oh, it was and, cool uh, back then too. Let's you know, not it was man, the mullet, man. I was doing the mullet. <laughs> And it looked, it looked good, yeah. but he didn't think, he didn't think so. <laughs> and he says, and, and he, and he goes, he goes, I don't fuck. And he, he said the big F words. I don't know that, whatever. And he just glared at me some more and he goes, cut your hair. And he turned away. And walked <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, you know what? You know what I thought too. Oh uh, yeah. You know, I yeah. thought, You're gonna what his ass. I thought, what up? asshole and i and and from from that day like i think for the next i don't know how many times i'd seen him i i wouldn't i wouldn't speak to him i just would he 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 was off my he was on my blacklist i blackballed him (laughs) (laughs) and and he and but the thing about it was he didn't care yeah he didn't care he didn't didn't know didn't even know it at the time but i blackballed him (laughs) (laughs) we're on the radar yet (laughs) yeah we're on the radar but but, uh yeah that was just that's just one right there that i think of what what and i yeah so but he's i can say you know today he's he's been a he's been an integral part of of and his wife leanne and, and robin we you know have always had He's, they've been an integral part of, of my life for a long time. And, and you guys know Cleet well enough. I mean, he's, he's really, he shows this course side on the outside, but you guys yeah. know him too. I mean, his, yeah. he is a, he's, he's got a soft, soft side to him in, in, in certain places. Not very many places, but a few places. Got to dig deep. We got to dig deep. You got to dig deep. You got to dig deep. Oh, that's and cool. I, so. oh, awesome. Cool, man. Yeah. Like I say, there's, there's uh a bunch of more stories that I'd, I'd like to, to get out of you and, and, um, and even, you know, Jose breaking the record and you having the record for so many years of the highest score in the PBR, your style, your mindset, all that stuff. So we got to do this again and uh, maybe we'll, we'll keep, uh, keep this going throughout when the team series starts and then maybe get your, okay. get your thoughts on, uh, on how it's yeah, going we'll and how win, it all looks and the winning coach. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. Team. yeah. yeah let's, let's, let's do it. Maybe if we, if maybe we can do it after we win the, the series that the that'd series. be a deal. we could yeah. we could we could do it that way and then that'd be, that way. that'd be a nice little awesome. secondary thing but hey yeah good that's segue. good stuff i appreciate you guys good segue to it so awesome like i said man appreciate you and everything and uh we really appreciate you taking the time to do this we will do it again and uh good luck good luck with the team we'll be cheering we'll be cheering you on sounds good you too all right awesome. take care you both perfect yeah, take care g-man thanks buddy see you. awesome good to see you this has been our interview with Michael Gatt.